Street Fight Radio. Hope you're having a good time. It's cold as fuck in Ohio. Miserable as hell. We're doing our fourth uh, winter here. Snowed a little bit, but we are taking your calls tonight without any technical difficulties so far. Easy breezy setup. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. We'll be here until midnight uh, answering questions about small business tyranny, uh, your dare officer, uh, and you know what other forms of practice praxis uh, you can find in the world out there. Whether that is uh, stealing from the self checkout um, or just taking off supplies from work. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We're Street Fighter Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We do this every single week, two times a week, and you can watch us on the live stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. That's the one I was missing. Find us on there. Uh, username is Street Fight WCRS uh, on everything except for Twitch, where it's Street Fighter Radio. And chat with us. There's a unified chat, so everyone gets to talk together. Uh, it's pretty fucking fun. Oh, the, oh, they're saying there's an audio issue. issue. That might be because the headphones are next to the mic. Let's wait till the theme song's over Got and it. then see what happens. That makes sense. How's that sound? Sure. Sorry to interrupt. Um, just making sure those chat people are in there, you know, keeping us honest about our audio issues here. Um, if you want more Street Fighter Radio and you want to support what we do, uh, I recommend you head over to Patreon.com where you can listen to our recent bonus show. Brian talked to Connor Golden. Uh, we just did the White Castle episode of Undercover Business Tyrants. And then uh, what else is going on over there? I've been sharing some stuff I like. High Five Friday is what I call it. I've been doing a, a, like just five neat things, movies or books or podcasts i listen to is suggestions so head over to patreon and sign up for that if you want more info about the show and then the best way to support us is to come and just hang out with us when we do live show in your town we're going to be in philadelphia on wednesday april 3rd we're going to be in new york city on april 6th and 7th and then providence rhode island on april 9th and boston massachusetts on april 12th so come out hang watch a show uh, you can find all of that at streetfightradio.com all right hey can you guys hear me? I, I don't know if they can hear me. They should be able to hear you. Yep. I am getting messages that say they can barely hear me. And it says all good now. So I think we're all good. Yeah, it looks good to me. All right. What's up, Brad? How are you? Um, all right. Pretty bummed about today, but making it through. What happened today? It was 36 degrees out. You know what, man? We should get used to it because we're going to the Northeast. Actually, it's supposed to be nice out there you know not as warm as here where it's gonna be 65 every day but uh we're gonna we're gonna fucking live and it's gonna work okay it's i believe beautiful. you i know i mean this you know it's, we're closer to spring than than further away from it but just seeing snow again today really took the wind out of my sails yeah i took a fucking long walk and uh hated it because it was supposed to be warm it's not supposed, it's just, you know, I'm not going to go into a bunch of weather talk here. But sure. once it's warm for a couple of days, it should be yeah. illegal for it to change back. I agree. I guess. They should do some, like, weather manipulation, maybe. They never do. Harp never they, happens. They don't do it to help us out. No. They just do it to, like, you know. Start a hurricane. To take away all of our fun electronics because of the Green New Deal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm sore because I went bowling on Friday night. I bowled four games. And nothing has made me feel old like being really sore for two days yeah. from bowling. Impromptu physical activity will do that to you. Yeah. Stupid. You're like, ooh, I'm behind. I'm yeah. way behind. Well, it's like, how did, how is how is my hip, like, hurting that bad? Like, now I sit down and I have a hard time sitting up. And it's like, that's so fucking embarrassing, man. Like, it just, when you're getting up and you're like, it sucks. Uh, I can't wait to get to Philly. You know, that is a city I really loved the first time we went. Who knows what they've done to the place since we left, you know. And we're going to be staying in some part of town that's probably not as fun as where we stayed before so yeah uh philly had one of the the best tourist attractions we've ever seen which was a vending machine that was painted all black but yeah. was definitely plugged in and took money yeah i don't think it gave anything <laughs> you weren't gonna get anything it, it was just a, it was a taking machine it wasn't a vending machine it was a taking machine right yeah uh <laughs> conrad john in the chat says once i switch to shorts i shouldn't have to switch back to longs Buddy, I, I have a, a new concept for you. They're called long shorts. You can just wear them any day. It doesn't matter. Sure, your shins get a little cold, but they're very fashionable and they're very good looking. And uh, I only have one pair right now. I am still looking for them. So we'll see. I, don't, I haven't been able to find them yet. But long shorts, baby, long shorts. That's, that's the 2019 mantra for this show, for me as a person. Long fucking shorts. Do you do high socks with them? No. 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 Uh, I was just thinking about that today, though, when I went to look at how to fold socks for travel. And because uh, I'm trying to travel compact this time. Like, I, I don't want to bring a suitcase is what right. I'm shooting for. Right. I'm shooting for one bag, which is like a bag my wife carries everywhere. And okay. then my backpack. That's it. That's all I want. Wow. So I learned how to fold socks today and all the socks fucking people were folding were like those ankle socks. And I was like, buddy, I wear the long boys. I cannot. Oh, really? I have to wear but tall socks. The small you ones. You scrunch them though. You wear scrunchy socks. Right. That's because the long one, I would never pull them all the way up, but I like the look of the long ones scrunched down. That's just the style for me. I don't like the, I don't like it the other way. Looks silly to me. Those little ones, they feel like they're going to slide down my shoe the whole day. I feel uncomfortable with them. Never been a guy that wore small socks. So. Yeah, I like minimal socks. If I could just get something that would, like, put a cap over my toes and then had, like, a heel strap on it, yeah, then I think yeah. I would be fine with that. Ugh, not not this guy. This guy needs a long, nice long pair of socks. <laughs> like, just tubes, just, like, 18-inch long socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm almost packed, though. Which okay. is a That's real impressive. crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't ever pack early because I don't want to not have my shit, dude. It's like a lot of people when they travel, they get all ready for it early. I'm kind of like, oh man, I, you know, pack at midnight the night before. Yeah. I don't have travel versions of my stuff. I just no. have my stuff. <laughs> yeah. I want access to all my clothes too. I don't want to have to put some, I had to put clothes aside today to wear. I'm not happy with them already. I'm already not happy with the clothes I put aside to wear on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, why did you pick? You went the D level stuff. I did with the shirts. I went D level shirts, and then Who's I went A plus level pants. Who's gonna see you? Truckers, really? Mostly truckers. They're gonna look in there. 
Well, I mean, we're oh, stop you're talking. Oh, yeah, you're gonna be on dry. live. You're gonna be on live stream in a D level T-shirt. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I shouldn't be. What if we do a live stream? On the road? Yeah. Well, it can hey, happen. I get might ready bust to out see. I, I, I'm either wearing a... Uh, it's a... It's a... You're going to wear the, what, Homer Simpson as no, I have uh, an Tony Adidas, Soprano? Adidas D-level t-shirt that just is the big flower that Tree says foil. Adidas. Yeah. yeah. And then I... Uh, this isn't supposed to be a D-level shirt. It just got promote, d- downvoted because I got so many better shirts. But it's a socialism shirt that oh. I have. That's like got a big flower and says like socialismo, libertad, and something. But it was like a really nice shirt. It's just a shirt that I've had for a long time. I can't wear it on stage or anything. That's all it is. And that's why it's a D it. level. I love those. There's some clothes that I wear the hell out of because they were given to me for free, and so I don't feel like I want to keep them nice or anything, you know. So I, I, I some of the shit I wear the most. Yeah. Is just something that someone gave me for free that I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this thing. Oh, I'm heavy on the free shirts on this tour for yeah. sure. Thursday shirt that I got for free. Yeah. Uh, shirt I got for my birthday. Just oh, I look so good in that bunch Thursday of shirt. Free shit. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we get to calls, I think uh, another stat, another thing we need to bring up is Means TV shared a video that me and Brett made, I think, in December, maybe? Yeah, it was December. And, uh, Came out a lot better than we thought it was going to come out. I mean, I don't remember what we thought when we left that place, but Nick really got something out of us. Uh, The only behind-the-scenes story I can tell you is that big white background that we were standing on had like a (laughs) – it was like a floor. It was where they filmed car commercials. So it was like a garage room, and the white background went all the way up the wall and then kind of curved down to the ground. There was no corner. It was so that you could take video and there would be no shadow of a corner behind you at all. So the corner was kind of filled in. Imagine taking like a bunch of spackle and then just piling it up until you had a smooth round corner. Kind of like a skate park. And he immediately had to tell me and Brett not to run up the... uh... And I did run up it. (laughs) Yeah, well, we were both on the way. (laughs) I ran sideways on the wall and he was like, don't do that. And then when he told me afterwards, he was like, Dude, that's just like plaster. That's not made to hold people. You probably would have went. You, you would have went through that in most other cases. I was like, would have looked cool as shit though. You're a light guy, you know. Yeah, light on your. Feet. I'm light on my feet. Yeah. We used to run up the wall when I was a kid, right? When I was a teenager, we'd start at the back and then we'd go run it straight yeah. towards the wall and then jump up and take some steps across the yeah. wall and then down. That was kind of early parkour, really. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I remember parkour. That. I'm a parkour guy. If, no, I, I, if I see some parkour type shit, I'm going to try it, even though I'm a fat guy that has no coordination. I'm going to still try it. If you got really good at it, with your, you would be entertaining follow on Instagram. I should. I mean, I think it's parkour cool. Instagram. I think it's cool, but I look like an idiot no. every time I jump or anything. And just the pain. It's just the ankles. Yeah, I mean, Don't feel like not. it can catch a jump. Anymore. Sure. It used to be. I, I, I uh, like to go swing on <laughs> swings. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes during, during the, summer the summer at the park, park. not yeah, anymore because my kid's 14, she doesn't go to the park anymore. anymore. But, but back, back in the day, day I would swing on the swings and I would get up so high and be like, I used to jump from this height. I used to just come flying off that thing yeah, yeah. from this height and land and be just fine. And uh, if I did that now, I'd have to go to the hospital when I was done. So right. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. Oh, good echo. It says it's gone. It's already gone. Okay, well, the echo's gone. 
So we're just giving a little taste of what you love because they're they're now all the Echo people are tuning in twice as hard, hoping for the next <laughs> one to show up. What's the Echo, man? Why does the Echo happen? Uh, I don't know. There's nothing here to cause the Echo anymore. Hello. It's not doing it. Is there anybody in there? I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna blue yeti the company. Uh huh. Fucking sucks. It's. Fuck them. That's where the echo comes from. Is those motherfuckers? You don't know what you're talking about at all. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) I lifted my arm and it stopped. Okay. Well. You know, I'm just yelling at Blue anyway, because I feel like You it. can. It's fine. Sorry. I am not going to do a show. On, I We don't know what we're doing with Means TV. We did those two things, and then whenever he calls us, we'll do stuff, right? Like, that kind of the relationship is that Nick knows us. He knows he can get a hold of us, and, you know, we'll do shit with him. It's well, he just, already it's has. It all depends. He already has a lot of stuff, too. So he has the, fl- the, uh, the show that we did with Kath and Rachel in March of last year in New York city, mm-hmm. he has that whole thing. Damn, uh, that was a good show. Yeah. And that'll be show. on the means TV thing. Like when it launches, if they can raise the money for it. Yeah. Right? You so, got to donate the money. And then if the money, if they raise the money for it, me and Brad will probably be all over that fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. A couple of big boys just doing video content. And he has, he wants to make one of our most important videos that we could ever make happen. Yeah? Yeah, he thinks he can do it. Okay. All right. Well, let's make an important video happen. Yeah. You know? I, I think want, I know I want to give out the idea. Yeah. 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 We're giving that idea out. Does it involve kids? <laughs> that's giving away the idea. That's not the whole idea. They don't know the rest of it. It does involve kids. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. That video is good. G-O-O-D. Well, uh, you ready to uh, risk it and get on these phones and see what's going on? We got some calls? Yeah, there's some people that want to talk, I think. Oh, somebody needs help buying weed in Columbus. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is not the place to check in. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of. Well, Man, the chat can take We're care of We're leaving. The chat so, can take care of that. you know, there's nothing happening in Columbus for the next uh, two weeks. Me and Brad are out. Oh, shit. I'm the first one. Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight Radio. How's it going? Hello. He just... <laughs> Oh, oh no, I gotta turn off all the other. I thought he fell backwards down a flight of stairs. That's probably either that or down a, a never-ending hole. Right. One of those holes it's... where you just fall forever, which doesn't even sound that bad to me. Well, it would just be excruciatingly boring eventually. Right, it would get boring, but you could kind of build your life around it. <laughs> <laughs> you could adapt, you're right, you could adapt. Some yeah. other shit might fly by that you can make use of. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, somebody says the audio uh, on the call. So can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you perfect. I, I'm getting a little feedback on your end, actually. Yeah, that sounds um, all right. Yeah, yeah maybe that's just inevitable. Okay, all right, so, so I, I got a quick story. story. Uh, I, uh, I took about a half a tab of acid around 3 p.m. today, nice. 9. So, uh, you know, I was just uh, really feeling good. I went for a walk around town, and I saw this guy that I knew from high school. And the way I would describe him is, no matter what, you were going to see someone walking around waving a shotgun on the street, definitely him. Now, he happened to be a cop, but it holds true either way. So I take out the first thing you do, Facebook Live, start it up, come in closer, and he points it at a skunk. 
pans the whole fence and the people and then I just totally lost it and I laughed and uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked right a half a block down and then I heard like the pop and I guess he shot it uh I couldn't I didn't want to watch but he shot us. He shot the damn skunk right in front of you. No, he said he after he walked away in front of like a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah that's, there was what just a, a crowd shithead. gathered. Who does that? Who cares? That I knew from, he rolled out of the SUV, grabbed his shotgun from the trunk, and ran into this building. I, I thought, is he a cop? Who knows what was going to happen? Did you say he was a cop? He's actually after a skunk the whole time. He he's not a cop. He's this was a citizen. No, no, he's a cop. Okay, okay. A cop fucking jumped out of his car and <laughs> shot a goddamn skunk. Yeah, that's terrible news. This guy's on acid. <laughs> well, yeah, he knows that. What's going on? I don't know. Yeah, no. You probably uh, thought uh, the cop was going to shoot how you, did, didn't you? Well, at least you got laughter out of it. I'm glad it went that direction. I would have fucking freaked <sighs> out. I hate when I hate when there's weapons out and I'm tripping. I just can't get oh, I just can't be around it. You can't do it high. Remember the time when you were high and uh the time you were high and that guy was swinging an axe around, you're like, we got to get out of this house. And I didn't even feel any danger at all. I was fine. Yeah, I don't like it when people play with swords and shit around me. I don't mind it. Yeah. An axe. I'm thinking about buying a knife. Okay. So that's a thing for later. This guy told us a cool story and now I'm making it about me buying a knife. Uh, no, I just wanted to get it all out. It was such a strange experience. Yeah, uh, that was that's outrageous. Street fight night. So that's so perfect. There you go, folks. How weird did you feel? Did you did you get kind of like uh, did did you like feel like uh, running away or anything, or did you just laugh and you were like fine? Well, I, I thought maybe someone was going to get shot, so I, I took I took out my phone and tried to take video, but uh, you know, ultimately it did ended up. Uh, pointing at a skunk so well before we we hang up i want to tell you before we hang up i want to tell you you're very brave uh you're tripping on acid and you were doing the film the cops routine that could have gone that could have gone pretty sideways and you did it anyway that is like a real brave move that's like a troop level bravery move you should get free food at golden corral for what you did today yeah and also fuck that kid you know from high school that's a cop, fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him too, Out there just, yeah, killing skunks. Yeah. What, what is the point in killing right. a fucking skunk? Hey, can I ask you something? Like, uh, what kind of neighborhood do you live in? You, you like a suburb, suburbs, like housing development? You in the city? Or are you in like a rural it's like area? A, it's like a little, little downtown, like a small town actually. shooting bullets in a city. Brett? Yeah, I don't know. where That doesn't make any sense to me at all to do that. Just let the skunk go. I love the smell of skunk. It don't even bother me. I hear it burns when it gets on you, but you walk through it and it's like, "Mm, this is a great smell. This reminds me of something is what I always think when I smell it. Yep. (laughs) Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. Have a good rest of your trip. Yeah, you too. Good night, guys. Oh, I wish I was tripping. I'm actually just doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> Official member of the Psychonauts Union. That's pretty funny though, right? It's um I know the feeling and it's so cool when you do that stuff because it does put you in the realm of new possibilities and you never know what's gonna happen. 
and chasing that down, chasing that feeling, you know, just like, oh shit, something serious is about to happen. I should record the police. And it's I like, uh, no, you should run. If you're on the acid, get away from the cops. <laughs> yeah, run. Just go away. I've talked to people who've ended up in jail by talking in to- mid trip. Uh huh. And uh, most of them have always said it ended up being like, eh, I'm fine. Sure. You sure. know, I ended up having fun in jail. Right. Uh, I don't know if my brain works that way. I don't think. Like, I would be able to do that because I'm, like, a dark-minded human being, you know? Yeah. But I'll bet you would be fine. I, I don't want you the, to go I wouldn't jail. make the most of it. Yeah, but, I, I, but I'm not one of the – I wouldn't think it would be funny for it to happen to me at no. all. No, I wouldn't <laughs> think that would be, like, a good story. No. no. I would make the most of it, but hell no, am I not, I'm not like interested in it. Acid lasts just too long. It needs to be shortened up uh, by – Modern medicine could yeah. shorten that trip up a decent amount because it is like so many people have been stuck doing things tripping. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, man. Yeah. There needs to be an antidote. I right. Think. Right. Like that, like that a Narcan for acid. Yeah. Something that pulls you out of psychedelics. Yeah. Where you can just be like, oh, well, I'm normal. All right. Dude. Well, I guess I'm going to start planning for that funeral. It's like when, when, when I had to go deal with, uh, I, I, I had this girlfriend in high school. And uh, we didn't sit together at lunch, right? She sat at a table with girls, and I sat at a table with boys because that's just what you did in my day. It's not like this isn't like old school. This is just like guy boys will be boys, girls will be girls, sort of thing. You know what sure. I mean? And this was 1995, and uh, one of her friends came over to me, and she was like, "Hey, you need to uh, go over there and." take care of your 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 girlfriend took acid this morning and she's having a weird fucking lunch in the Uh, school day so i had to goddamn sneak her out of school that day and well that's nice handle it well at least you were useful all her friends were like fucking it up though her friends were like sitting there like you're gonna get in so much trouble if they find out you're acting weird you're gonna get in so much fucking trouble for this it's ridiculous that you made that choice i'll never forget your friends are supposed to do there was a day when I was in high school where one of my friends and Jason were tripping and they, they got in trouble and they made them sit at a lunch table by themselves. One, a long one, like the one me and you were at on each side, the same way me and you are. And they were just over there fucking cutting it up and having the best time of their lives, man. And we're just throwing food back and forth at each other. And that was a time tripping turned out. Okay. Right. You know, but I've seen it go other ways. For sure. Let's get All a right, call, Let's see man. who's next. See if it, who's I on. hope the phones work. Please, phones, just work. Hello. Thanks for calling Street hey, Fighter Radio. How's it going? What's up? Oh, great. How's it sound? How do we sound to you? Handsome? Uh, you sound like you're on the phone. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, what's going we are on, on the phone. Well, handsome, though, too, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you. I like to be told I'm handsome. That's just kind of a thing. I do. Um, what's going on tonight? Who's this? This is Jeff Word. Jeff Word. Well, what's going on tonight? What do you uh, got going on? Oh, so I did a uh, jury research yesterday, and it was fascinating. What kind of research? Jury research. Jury research. I thought you said Jerry research. And I was like, who's Jerry? Okay. What are we looking into? Is the audio quality garbled? I can move to my phone. It is garbling again. Try. Let's see if your phone works. Oh, hang on. It's garbling, right? 
It sounds. Is it better? It's not, but I don't know. Try talking one more time here. Say what? Ah, it's garbled. What's going on? I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. It was working so great. break everything? I can hear you. We can hear you. What's up? Oh, I did, uh, yeah, cherry research. It was, it was crazy. What is it? Um, I got paid, like, way more than a jury to, like, be a fake jury. Oh, okay. And, 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 uh, are you allowed to talk about it, or is there, like, an NDA thing here? I gotta be really vague, yeah. <laughs> was it murder? Can I ask you if it was murder? Oh, no, it was a corporate thing. Yes. Whether or not that corporation was at fault for uh, an environmental situation. Oh, okay. And what was it like? I mean, was it fun at all? Um, it was interesting. Like, the lawyers were all very present. Like, we got, like, the real lawyers, so they were all very intense. Um, did, but, did it look man, like a movie? there was, like, such a fucking pit of bootlickers. It was crazy. <laughs> I can't imagine being in a jury because it is, like, all normal people you're sitting there with. Like... It, and and you're a fucking weirdo, you know? Not yeah. you personally, but I imagine if you listen to this show, you're kind of a fucking weirdo, and you have to go sit down in a room full of normal people. And, like, your whole... I mean, well, if it's a corporation, I guess, it's like your whole thing is yeah. just like, fuck it, I don't care, you know? But if it's, like, a crime thing, it seems so hard to me to, like, convict somebody. If it was just for me, I wouldn't be... I would have, like, the hardest time convicting somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, wait, well, okay, I gotta be careful how I say this. Yeah, the corporation, like, yeah, I was fine with that. And individuals, it got dicier. But, like, just the, the fucking people on the jury, like, I, oh my god, I don't, I don't understand how anybody has a fair trial. They were so not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, but no, hell no. I mean, could you imagine paying attention to, like, intently to all of that like i couldn't do it i wouldn't be interested in especially you're talking about a corporate case we're, we're talking about a corporate case here fuck that could yeah. you imagine just they're in there talking about like oh uh you're only allowed to have this much percent you're only allowed to dump this much percent of a percent of bleach in the ocean or in the local water supply before it's poison or whatever. <laughs> I always just assume all uh, all um, corporate like Earth trial things are are just basically people like try to dump shit in the ocean. Yeah, it was it was basically like that. But everybody was like, "Oh, I don't know. I mean, they they tried their best. I feel I feel bad. I don't want to charge them with anything." Oh, that's really weird. Yeah, I imagine they they took you through the law and like agreements and like what the contracts were and everything to try to tell everybody, you know, in, uh, to kind of massage everybody to see it from their side that they they yeah. they fell within the rules of their contract or whatever. It is funny that like a a, a corporation's defense is like we tried. Yeah, because <laughs> that's probably all they could or do. We did enough on paper that's required by law. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It was. That was the argument. It was like, we did everything that was on paper. I don't know what you want. Yeah. Was it, was, how, how well were you paid for that? And how'd you get involved with that? 
Oh, I got uh, yeah, I got three hundred dollars for eight hours of work. Fuck. So it was just randomly popped up on my Facebook. Okay, I need to be on the lookout for that. I'll do three hundred dollars. I can send you some companies. Yeah, no kidding. Really? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, I have um, clicked on like survey, like Amazon credit survey stuff, and then I did like a medical research. So I guess probably it's like a feedback loop. Yeah, doing some Brett Paints. Oh, you did medical research, huh? How was that? Yeah, I did. How is well, it? Well, I got canceled like halfway into my study, but I still made a couple hundo out of it. Nice. Yeah, they still pay you if they tell you to go. <laughs> I want to do that so bad. Well, hey, uh, thanks for calling in. I'm going to try to do this now. Yeah, I advise, yes. And, uh, Jeff, it was worth it. <laughs> Jeff Wood has been the one making all the memes that we've been sharing. Thank you, Jeff Wood. I thought it was Jeff Word. That's a good name, too. No worries. You're the best at memes, Jeff Wood. Have a good, oh, thank you, sir. Have a good night, Jeff Wood. Why you is, too, you too. It, now it's great. It sounds great now. Yeah, it's so hard to know. What do the people in the chat say? He got it. I think he's got it. Because it sounded great at the end. Um... I have done this before. I can tell you the companies that that do this kind of thing. You into it? I loved it. It was exhilarating uh, because the people, you are in there with regular people. And it's, we were doing this case about someone that got killed. I'm, I'm worried about it too. I don't want to get fucking sued. Can I, just say, can I just say this? Like you're doing these things that are slightly politically charged maybe uh-huh. a little bit and you're dealing with normal people yeah. and their opinions on like but, politically charged things. You know? well, no, it was, yeah. Well, and that was the thing is that like this, I'm, you know, I'm down for this, but so it was in regards to a uh, wrongful death and whether someone was responsible for their death or whether there was a malfunction of something on the side of the road that caused their death. Basically the, the okay. bar- was the barrier responsible for their death and had it been installed in a different way, would something different had happened? Right on. If it would have been made out of rubber bands, it probably wouldn't have killed them. That's okay. my guess. So this was like, we're just, just settling in. They explained the whole thing from the beginning we're they, the whole thing through and they're like this is gonna be two or three hours of studying we're like seven minutes in and this lady goes sounds like the damn government's the one that did all this <laughs> and i was like oh man oh man <laughs> and then this i saw this woman like just roll her eyes like her eyes were just like flipped backwards and she uh-huh. was just like oh my god how long are we gonna be here <laughs> and then the, the test lady just started just started, uh, you know, what makes you say that? <laughs> and then they, she just started coming up with all these wild tell, like hearsay stories around town and shit that she started telling. It was wild. I got to do this. It's worth it. It's it like sounds you, fun. You can pay three hundred bucks for like eight hours. Like I'm sitting around only, with weirdos. Mine was just three hours, and they always give you food and snacks. And I think it was one hundred fifty bucks. And it was just a bunch of weirdos you're sitting with. It's like a group of twelve jurors, man. And it's it is like people that. I mean, just you never get to interact with it in any other part of your life. And you never get to hear them talk at length about this kind of stuff. And like he said, the boot, like, like people are like, this corporation dumped battery acid in directly into this fucking mountain. And they're like, I feel bad punishing them for it, though, because they really care. You know, I think they really care. And it's like, where are you getting this from? They, didn't, they had a chance to care. 
Because somebody feels bad because yeah. they see the representative of the company. Sure, it's probably and the representative of the company's feeling bad. Yeah, that, like that person didn't do it, and it's like I work for a company that dumps battery acid in the ocean. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to dump the battery. But fuck, I'd rather just, put the battery acid almost anywhere else. And I'd rather pour it down a fucking never-ending hole. <laughs> right. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> That's where I want to put the goddamn battery yeah, acid. I suggested space, anything yeah. but the ocean. But, uh, you know, I'm paid to put it in the ocean. Dude, I don't want them. I just, the it already's bad what? up there, sure. right? Space. I just recently uh, saw a picture on top of Mount Everest and saw all oh, the trash you, up there. You haven't seen that before? Oh, and it just fucking bummed me out to the point where I'm like, I know there's a bunch of trash up in space, but it's not like... It's like satellite trash, yeah, yeah, and like space program trash, which yeah. is like mm, okay, whatever. That like less trash. Right. It's all damn the day they figure out how to launch trash into space. There's probably just... there's probably a shitload of like um, astronaut ice cream bags though yeah. that are like <laughs> like floating in outer space. Like those those fuckers don't care. They're just throwing them out there on a spacewalk, just rolling out a window. window. Yeah, tossing it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I just I I seeing all that trash it was like everywhere we go we just leave a bunch of fucking trash we're just like a fucking trash species yeah man it's natural yeah it's, it's natural just, it's just like deer do it what too we do. yeah deer just will just what we leave. do we create uh we create uh toxic waste deer leaves tents everywhere that they go and sleep like <laughs> right fucking bunch of tents on top of everest i always thought the people that climbed everest yeah. cared about nature yeah somebody somebody should clean that up yeah, like the motherfuckers who messed like it you up. Did it, yeah, yeah. Like you go, where's your tent? Why do you mean yeah. you came down here without a tent? You come up there with a with a tent, and you leave without a tent, then you should fucking get. The well, that's death supposed penalty. to be the camping rules, though: is leave the site better than you found it. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I think they should get the death penalty if they come down without a tent. Oof. Wow, tough. I know, but they're killing the planet. Let's Brett. see who's on. Oh, the please, Lord, let the phone work on this call, please. I'm begging you, from the bottom of my heart. Hello? Hey, hey, how's it going? What's up? Who's this? Hey, um, I'm from Columbus, actually. Nice. And I wanted, and I wanted to talk about my time working at the Netflix warehouse of oh. Globe City. Wow. So yeah. I, I wanted that job for a while. I did too. That's all I wanted. When it first came to town, I was like, maybe I'll go get me a a nice, honest living at the Netflix warehouse. Well, <laughs> here's the thing: I wanted to work at Blockbuster from the day I turned 16. Like okay. it just immediately the day I turned 16, I'm applying at Blockbuster and I'm like, well, one, you're too ratty ass looking. Right. And uh, two, you have a rude voice, so we can't hire you. Okay. <laughs> but, but then you when it looks like you can't keep up with yeah. subtitles. But I had a good, uh, I had a good job when Netflix kicked off. So there was almost like. No reason. How much did you start out at? Is the first question I want to ask. Well, it was, it was actually pretty competitive for the day. It was like $12 an hour. See, that's not bad. That's why I wanted it. Yeah. I mean, it's less than I was making at the time, but I'll say this. It's probably a, probably a nice $12 an hour. Like, not... Was it hard? Like, so what did a day yeah. look like? Can I ask what a day looked like? Yeah, I'll try to break it down because here's what's funny is I was working, like, the back end when they were still very much based in physical DVDs, and... What people didn't really know about Netflix, maybe, or not as well known, is a huge chunk of their business back then was taking up all the bulk DVDs that they used and then repackaging them and reselling them in bulk to distributors that would then resell them as new DVDs on Amazon. 
So they would Ooh. go, they would keep the packages and put them back like in the There's package. an entire, yeah, an entire function of it was resurfacing the DVDs, having new artwork and cases uh, made and putting in the artwork and putting the DVD into the case and counting and, uh, you know, just kind of just like redistributing back into the, into a, a retail context. That sounds like a fucking hell job. That's a great fucking business scam. That sounds like rolling back the numbers on an odometer. <laughs> it's not it, fair it, that it, they it could... probably highly illegal. Like a lot of these tech companies, they always have some sort of highly illegal part of their business, you know? Right. It yeah, seems like illegal. until they get caught. It seems illegal to say they're new. Oh, we did the same thing. We did Kratom until they started you know, busting in on people's warehouses, you know? Right, but we didn't say it was new. Like, we weren't lying about what the Kratom was. We were like, this is fucking Kratom. What what strain is it? I don't fucking know. It's Kratom. I'm selling you the goddamn Kratom. You want it or not? was kind of our situation. Well, technically, yeah, they were selling to distributors, and those distributors would then sell it on Amazon as new. And Amazon facilitates a ton of, you know, black market bullshit as it is. Hell yeah, they still do. To this day. Man, imagine how much money they're making off of one DVD. The, 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 like, cause they were making millions. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, especially because the resale was like just, you know, like $10 less than the re, uh, like no, normal new. And people were thinking they were buying new. They just thought it was a good deal on a DVD. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, uh, what was your job? So what's funny is I, I first I started out, um, and this is going somewhere. Like I have way I could like talk endlessly about this. I've I like I've wanted to call in for a long time, um, just because like there's a lot of stories. It was such a shit show. You know, it's the one of those jobs where you think you're going to go work for like wow a tech company in Columbus. It's got to be futuristic <laughs> at least, you know. Oh, I love you. This, so this is more than almost like a decade ago. At this point, you thought they had a motherfucking like machine that was like reading the DVDs and then just spit yeah, them out. I mean, you just had to put them in Well, that, that I mean, that's funny. Yeah. I just, I thought the same thing when I was when I was younger. It was just like, yeah, I'll just hook up with one of these like gigantic companies and and you know that'll be my job. That'll be my career. It's like, no, nah, this isn't gonna. Yeah, work. Well, they want you to leave before you again, get your next raise. <laughs> Well, I definitely got into the belly of the beast, and, like, there was just so many sick things about it, but I, I do want to get to, like, the more sick, the sickest aspect of it. But I'll, I'll describe my job just really quick so people can get a picture of just how, like, kind of fucked it was, is that I made it to the point where, first, it was, they hired, they would, they would retain people for, like, a week at a time, as, like, through a temp agency. And if you couldn't make their quota of, like, 30 cases of DVDs, an hour you just get cut and that involved taking a like sleeve of a cover artwork putting into a dvd case putting the dvd into the case popping it into a box and then like shifting it down the line and you just would repetitively do that forever and ever i might i made my way up to being the person that just scanned envelopes with one of those laser guns and like still to this day i know what that sound is is like Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and I was just literally manually counting DVDs, hundreds of thousands. And, you know, it's just like one of those sounds that gets burned into your brain. You know what that's like. 
Right. Um, I mean, I did a thing. Also, yeah, you'll be yeah. dreaming about that later in life. Uh, yeah, I do. I dream about McDonald's. I still dream I'm in the McDonald's <laughs> drive-thru to this fucking day. Uh, I did a job a long time ago called ma- well, mail sorting, and it sounded like kind of like that. They would just feed letters into this machine, and they would shoot out into different things, and I'd have to put them in the right uh, zip code. And I fucking never forget what it feels like when they when they pound a bunch of new letters into that fucking machine. That like it was fucking terrible. Yeah, and and it doesn't occupy nearly enough of your brain like fully and so you kind of go a little bit crazy and there was one guy and this is kind of why I want to talk about it because I feel like this is happening this is happening more and more often I'm hearing about these incidents at warehouses um a guy one time he was on the line he was the one that would just like stack boxes and things one time he said uh he was just always kidding around. He's the kind of guy that like, his whole personality is wrapped up in just reciting like movie quotes verbatim, but like really well, like you know. Yeah. And then and he was good he at goes, it. He he was like good at it. it. Yeah, he was good at it, but it's like he didn't. It's like he needed the movies as his crutch for being <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, there was no. Yeah, I I imagine there were a lot of film buffs working in the Netflix warehouse, just like those. Yeah, kind yeah. Of them. <laughs> You know, like guys that are like, really, yeah, guys that quote, like can quote like every minute of old school works at the right. <laughs> Netflix factory. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he's rolling, he's kind of like doing his like Rain Man, like reciting like an entire five minutes of, of movies type of thing, just keeping everyone entertained. Um, and then one time, just like in the middle of nothing, he's just like, what I would do with a few extra minutes and an assault rifle. Oh, man. And, like, everyone just kind of, like, what movie is that from? That's <laughs> fucking the movie that's playing in his fucking mind all day when he's trying to remember lines from Raging Bull. Yeah. I was like, is that for, like, Full Metal Jacket or something? And I didn't know. And then two weeks later, we have an all-hands-on-deck meeting and people are like, you know, Frank, uh, he's no longer working with us. Wow. His credentials have been revoked. So if you guys see him hanging outside of the warehouse, he's not, don't let him in. He's not allowed to be on. We're going to, we would call the police if he's here. He might, he has made threats to management. And if you see him, I'd stay away from him. Don't take his calls. I'm just like, fuck. I mean, what did, uh, like, what, what, I mean. Wow. So it sounds like he was probably like also making that was not his only threat you know <laughs> where right. it's like I'll, I'll fucking some manager what were the manage was the management there horrible yes um yeah, one like, of the guys yeah moved halfway across the country to work there and he had to get what was let go for sexual harassment there's so much shit i mean i i could keep going as i said but yeah it was it was just pretty startling just like you know thinking you knew this guy and then he's gone and you're supposed to like be aware that he could be posing a threat. And even by then, like, you know, mass shootings were an issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just recently, like this past month, uh, there was a warehouse shooting where five people were killed. And like a few months back, I don't know if you, there's a, a CVS warehouse, uh, where there's, um, uh, like four or five people were shot and killed. Oh, wow. And, um, 
You know, I'm just waiting for that to happen at Amazon. I know there was recently at Amazon someone that was suicidal and cutting themselves. Uh, well, we did and this. Story. I don't know. I guess just kind of like, at, like, like that work experience kind of had me thinking a lot just about, like, that's why free healthcare is, like, pretty essential in terms of mental health because, like, no one's getting help uh, at these warehouses, and they cause you to go a little crazy. And there's and new ones all you know. There's new ones all the time, too. We did that story about Blue Apron warehouses where motherfuckers are just cutting each other with knives and getting in fights inside know there. Yeah, they, uh, the Blue Apron, I don't know what's going on there now, but they were hiring temps, too, and, and they weren't doing, like, any background checks, and, like, Blue Apron involves a lot of cutting, so they were teaching people yeah. how to cut, and there was a lot of fights happening there, and it was just, it seemed like dangerous to go to work at one of the warehouses after the story we read. And, and like, mm-hmm. those things are, there's only going to be more of these tech places, and the way you, something you said about Netflix is really, like, a stark reality, is that there these tech places hire temps, and then, like, they just decide what number it is those techs, those temps have to do, and if they can't get it, they're fucking out of there. It's yeah. not like a training thing. It's like you people should be able to do 30 boxes of DVDs by the end of the fucking hour, and if you can't do that, then just fucking, I don't want this person. He's gone, and then just sends them off to not do anything. Yeah, I mean, and, this, and you're talking about, I mean, you're competing in these conditions and it's so wild because I was getting paid like $12 an hour 15 years ago, like when I was doing all right. And to think that people now are still getting paid something around that and the, the, the working conditions have only gotten more extreme, you know, right? Like people are under way more pressure and getting very little reward out of it. You know, the money doesn't spend very much, you know, and, and it is these tech where these tech warehouse jobs are not the warehouse jobs me and you had. You know, the, like the, the the warehouse jobs me and you had might have had some pressure, but I think the pressure is higher now because they use the, the metrics are infallible to those companies. And they're yeah, and they're doing everything based upon money is like, you know, we have X amount of subscribers, which is how much money we have coming in each month. And you need to work, you know, this fast or whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, that whole area of Rickenbacker is warehouses that. I'm sure you could go to every one of them and there's there's people at the end of that road. The whole, like, it's just, warehouse work is different now. When I was growing up, warehouse work was something that um, was something that you could do for the rest of your life. Uh, you would generally start I don't think out. I it was at that point. You would start doing, uh, you were able to start doing physical stuff and then move to the forklift and work in the forklift and then do things. I, I just, I when I was a kid and I was getting into work, you could work at a warehouse. Um, but you're right. Like a lot of it had moved to temp work even when I was 18. Yeah. And yeah. a lot, it was, it was gone. Like they, a lot of the good shit was gone too in town. Longerburger was fucking gone, probably close to gone by then. Yeah, um, Longerburger had gone to piece work. Yeah. Uh, which like destroyed the place. Cause they, they basically were like, you can come in and, and on your own and bring your own fucking tools and however yeah. many baskets you make, you get paid and you weren't really an employee there. So you didn't get any benefits and you just came in there and fucking did your thing and left, which sounds fucking horrendous. I mean, basically as a model for what we have now. You know? Yeah. I, I don't mind piecework. I think it's honest. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, 
I mean, if it came I think at, 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 at Insight, the piece rate was more than the hourly rate, which the famous thing that they used to tell us, like I made more piece rate than I did. I got there when they went on hour, hourly oh, rate. Right, right. And I was making, I started out 950. Well, I know what, I know at Amazon now, they have like seven different metrics that they keep track of. Like from like the time that you hold something, the time you scan it, the time, and wow. they're even introducing like bracelets that will track everything you're doing. Yeah, they're um, recording your conversations at some of the grocery. I know that like a lot of the, the uh, one of the things that a lot of grocery stores hate because uh, I've worked at I think I've worked at like two uh, is they hate it when the cashiers and the baggers talk to each other. They don't like like the people in the front to talk to each other, and they're starting to to like film and record up there to catch them doing that so that they can make them stop. Right? They don't they don't want them doing that. They right. don't they don't want them having personal conversations with each other while they bag the groceries. And I I just think that's stupid. I mean, that's just such an inhuman thing to it's do. It's just to bad people. business because you know why. Why would it be a bad thing to go to the fucking grocery store and have the person, you know, to roll up on like a fun conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't People hurt anything. fucking enjoying themselves, right? Yeah. Well, when you were counting DVDs, were you allowed to dick around there? Yeah, you were. You were. And there was a lot of leeway there, which is what kind of got people into trouble. Um, just because, like, you know, there's a lot of banter and shit and no one was listening to anything. There's just all you know, just always people talking shit, and I mean, it was it was fun. It was better than having to stay silent. Um, I know there's other you know conditions where you wouldn't be able to have carry on a conversation. No, but, a lot uh, of warehouses. I, I know I uh, I made boxes at uh, Bat, Bath and Body Works warehouse. I was a box maker for the uh, pickers, and we weren't allowed to talk to the pickers, and we weren't allowed to talk to each other. They just didn't want us talking to each other at all. No music either. Just it was just full box. You motherfucker, you're here to full boxes. You're not here to have a good time. <laughs> you know, just full boxes all day. Um, and, I mean, like, that dehumanization of, of work, I think, is actually just increasing. Like, with the like with the temp thing, it's one thing, but um, it's, like, the whole gig economy. And, and I feel like it should just be illegal to be able to hire temp workers for any sort of, like, extended period of time. Right. That was always the thing in, in Ohio. You said you're in Ohio. Uh, growing up, yeah. uh, see, growing up, the Honda factory was like a big deal in Marysville, right? You like you, everybody would love a job at the Honda factory. You had to get a temp, you had to get a temp job through there, but you worked there. At, when I was a kid, it was, when I was younger, it was like, you worked there for 90 days and they decided if they're going to hire you, they let you go. But as I got older and knew people that were doing it, they started extending that 90 days and just being like, oh, we'd like to have you around. We don't want to let you go, but we can't hire you. Yeah. So then you just become this right. permanent temp that's, you know, making $5 an hour less than everybody else on the floor. You don't have benefits or anything like that. And, and you're not a part of the union or anything. Yeah, I worked with guy. I worked second shift with a guy that worked temporary Honda first shift, and it was for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just, was he was waiting to get on. Yeah, and they just didn't do that. It's that's such a crime. They do that. Uh, they they do that um, with programmers a lot now too. That's that's why the tech thing always blows me away because if you see the bottom end of like tech work, 
you know, uh, places in town, big businesses in town aren't even hiring programmers or tech guys anymore, tech people anymore. They're contracting it out and yeah. paying them basically $11 an hour and saying, when the contract's up, you know, maybe we'll hire you. And then they don't. They never yeah, that's do. Right. <laughs> that's why the learn to code thing is such a joke that it's going to kind of change the nature of work. It's just making it worse. And even with like the apps, so like the coupon apps like Ibotta and the other ones that let you get coupons, the people that are verifying those receipts are on Amazon MTurk and they're getting paid like 10 cents to review a receipt and make sure it matches the stuff that people said oh, they wow. bought. But when you do the time, like to access the website, if your internet isn't fast, you know, and it takes maybe, if it takes 10 seconds for to get to the next page, you're already like losing money. You yeah. know, it's not worth it, you know? Yeah. But people are spending all day long making maybe two to $4 an hour on Amazon MTurk, uh, doing a lot of the micro type of processing that's required for a lot of those apps. Well, you don't think about and it. And like tech work. You also just don't, when I was driving for Lyft, I didn't think about the money I was putting in to that. I thought about the end result. So like, I would get to the end of the day, you know, oh shit, I made $150 today. And like, I transfer $150 into my bank account. I'm very happy to have this $150 that I made today but I didn't make $150 and that can fool people. Yeah. I'm not saying people are stupid. I'm just saying that like when you get to the end of the day and you have an extra $150, you don't think about like, Oh, you had to fill up with gas. You did a bunch of wear and tear on your car. You spent 16 hours making that $150. I'm an independent, I'm an independent contractor. <laughs> so a third of this should be set aside for taxes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you're not making anything, but you don't think about that. You're in the moment when you're broke, this is all in the moment thinking. Like, I need 150 fucking dollars by the end of the day or they're going to turn my goddamn electricity off. Yeah. So I'm going to make $150. I'll do anything it takes to get there. It sucks. I fucking hate this dystopia. Well, uh, go ahead. Did you guys ever experience sort of like workplace violence or like threats like that? I was just wondering, like, because it, it kind of stuck out with me because, you know, a lot of the friends that I made like in college and stuff like that just their lives are so far removed from anything like that happening that when I would like tell the story it almost like distanced me from them like that I'd even had that experience yeah I've seen fights I think a lot of the only things I've really seen uh the cable company what was a real, like physical place to work kind of a, a physical job and 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 uh if you I, I've told the story on Street Fight about me and my man, my manager basically at five, you had uh, jobs called afters at, at the cable company that were to be done between five and seven every day, okay? So I had two hours to do two jobs. And uh, this is a Saturday. I want to fucking go home. And this guy gives me an one after on one side of town and another one on the complete other side of town. Like you just drive all the way across Columbus, which during rush hour between five and seven can take like an hour. So there's just no way I was going to get off work on time. And, uh, I bitched about it and then he bitched about it. And then I bitched about it. Then he stood up. Then I didn't back down and walk towards him. And 
I wasn't as fat as I am, but just like picture like what you see when a guy gets in a fight, a baseball player gets into a fight with a referee. We were like face to face and we were screaming at each other and you know, it didn't, it wouldn't have taken much for that to turn into real workplace violence, you know? And when I worked there, a guy once, um, he went and did a job and he felt like he had a good rapport with the people at the house that he worked at. So he went back after work and tried to eat dinner with them. Like knocked on the door and was like, yeah. oh, you offered me food. I thought I would come here and hang out and eat dinner with you. And they were like, no, that we do. And they got fucking freaked out about yeah. it. You know what I mean? They were like, fuck this. This is fucked up. <laughs> and when they searched his car, they, they, were, shouldn't like, have, they were disingenuous. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> But hey, I'm. I would never invite you would never guy to dinner. Hey, hey, man, uh, man. I was at work today. These people said they would give us dinner. Let's go. Let's go take him up on the offer. <laughs> so he drove there after work, and they felt like he might get violent. That is, that is workplace violence. And he had a machete in his in his car <laughs> and shit like that. Who knows? I don't think he was gonna kill him. He didn't come probably off for weeds. Yeah, probably for weeds. But nobody carried a machete at, at at the cable car. He was the only motherfucker that had a machete in his truck. I can tell would be useful. It's not something that you carry in your truck. Um, but that was a weird experience that yeah, I saw. But I honestly don't think he was gonna hurt anybody. I yeah. think he was just a fucking weirdo. Just daft. Yeah. Just a fucking weirdo. Space cadet. Like Jim Carrey in the fucking famous movie Cable Guy, he was basically that. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I it's just for me, it's always been just fights. Uh, I've seen guys get real mad when they left, but I always got the impression that they went in a car and punched the steering wheel and drove home and figured their life out. You know? Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I have to say, I don't have any memorable events. Mostly stuff like what you just talked about. You know, as long as we don't touch each other, we can act like we would beat the shit out of each other. We can say what we would do to each other. Just don't do it, right? Yeah, I also just want to say... Be, it is funny. It is when someone, like, throws a chair on the ground and rushes in somebody's face yeah. and won't hit them. But yeah. it's just, like, it can't touch them, but it's, like, one inch away from their face. I mean, Randy would have whooped my ass, I just want, Oh, I just want to take you backside. I just want to take you out by the... The fucking the cardboard baler yeah. and whoop your ass. Yeah, he would have beat the shit out of me, but I knew he couldn't hit me. Right, so I was extra tough. Sure, in the sure. moment too, and it was just like we're screaming. And I think that I don't know if we would have got fired if we would have gotten a fight because they would have been like, we yeah, can't you can't fight these here, two guys here. But I don't think we should have been fired if we got into an actual. As long fight. as you both agreed to it, yeah. It was a lot of guys. I mean, that was what it was. It was just like the closest things came to workplace violence is when you work a blue collar job with a bunch of kind of guys like me or or like rednecky guys, when you have a meeting that has bad news, it almost always ends in something, somebody storming out of the room or throwing a chair or kicking over a trash can or punching the steering wheel in their van. But it's generally, I, I think like, uh, the, the real violent stuff happens in higher pressure jobs than than the sorts of things I did. Like, I can see it happening when you describe a metric at Netflix that's like, if the guy fucking next to you isn't fast enough and he's slowing you down and you think you're going to be down, it's like, some people just get, like, really 
some people, especially older white guys, just don't fuck with their work ever. Just don't get in their way. They just got to do it because they will fucking come in there. They will start threatening people. You know what I mean? They're the ones that are crazy about their work and they will go a little nuts, I think. Sure. Well, uh, thanks for calling and uh, yeah, thanks. try to set something up in this city soon. I promise. You have a good night. All right. See ya. That's crazy, though, to think about, like, just... Yeah, I mean, but, I mean the shooter thing, too, I, I I, mean, that's also... I've worked with people with real weird senses of humor, too, like that. Oh, well, I think. I think he said it on the line, and then, you know, this guy heard it and was like, eh, he's fucking bullshitting. Right, right. You know, but somebody else on the line somebody, went to HR and was like... This is I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't man, like that joke. No jokes like that. <laughs> Not at all. No, nothing funny about that. Yeah, I can't I can, I can understand that. I can't I mean, you got to save that for your buddies. Yeah, you just go home and be like, I'd love to shoot everybody. <laughs> yeah, I just want to go and work and take a gun and, like, just get rid of everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like, the, 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 <laughs> the thing about, like, the fighting, though, is bad. Like, it yeah, creates, it's a, it's like, a, a really place. ugly fucking, like, nobody wants to we be We don't need there. fighting. We, yeah. I mean, fighting should be, like, a sanctioned sport um, or something that if two people agree to it, they can do. Just two crazy guys should be allowed to like. Of course, get and gals too. Yeah, guys, gals. I not, not my bad, pals. pals. Yeah, yes. Anybody? But it's like at a bar. I always think like if there was just a bar where it was like okay to fight. I've they, seen that people, the people. I've seen people resolve their issues through fighting. I I've seen people fight and then just figure it out, and then they just. It's not like they, they don't do it all the time, but. I One saw, time it comes to fighting. I saw people whoop each other's. I've seen people get their ass whooped and then be friends the next day. <laughs> right, right. I've just seen it too many fucking times, man. You just forget about it. And you're like, buddy, well, I don't even know why we're whooping each other's asses the other day. Yeah, yeah. See, but sometimes if you like really beat somebody up, like really give them a good beat up, <laughs> just, they're like, shit, I was wrong. It sets a tone. Yeah. It lets you know like how far you will go, right? <laughs> you're like, damn, okay. You're not going to okay. fuck with me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually serious. Okay, you were right. I I messed up. Yeah, I, I guess thought I, you wouldn't do anything. I guess I don't know you like that. But me and you are also the same person. The scary thing is that you know I, he told that story, and me and you were the same person. That like as soon as somebody says a thing like that, we're like that motherfucker's full of shit. You know what I mean? Oh, he's like if a guy says I'm gonna shoot everybody at work. I hear that and I'm like, I ain't gonna shoot nobody. Yeah, no. You know, and I think that when people talk about getting in a, I'll, oh, if he comes over here, I'll whoop his ass. And I'm like, I ain't gonna whip anybody's right, ass. Right. He comes nobody, over and they nobody get in a says it. <laughs> Those are things that you do. They're not things you say. Yeah. All right. Let's see who's. I think now. we're the same person, though. Is what I'm saying. Like I, we've been in situations for live shows where things have happened, and both of us are like, yeah, I ain't gonna do shit. You yeah, know? I am. Yeah, I take care of me. I control my thoughts and actions. We How's think it going? people are mouthy. How's it going? Thanks for calling Street Fighter Radio. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty Great. good. How's it? How? Yeah, okay. You know who's a Hauza? What's going on tonight? Mm, you guys cutting in and out? Oh, really? Bit. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, um, I don't know if there's anything I can do about that, but I can. I will note that. Thank oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next call. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight Radio. Who am I talking to? 
Yo, it's Adam Crapios. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, it's well, it's well. How are you guys? Doing all right. Um, Brian's here. He's just uh, he's listening. He's just um, a little tied up at the moment, but he's definitely listening. I mean, I, I get when he doesn't want to talk to me. I know. He gets shy about it. <laughs> no, I, I just had I hadn't talked to you guys in a while, so I figured I'd give you a call. Yeah, how's life treating you? Um, it's it's okay. I, my landlord's been dicking me around a little bit, but oh, no. you know, oh, man, I guess I can't complain. What's up? How? How? Um. Well, the um, they're uh, trying to sell their. They decided to sell their house that I live in. Oh. And so um. Yeah. Yeah. So they've kind of been um. Uh. They kind of have been like putting it on me to make the house look nice for people that want to buy it. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of told them finally, it's like I'm I'm not you know the Hagrid of this house. Um, you gotta pay me if I'm gonna be keeping it up. So. <laughs> right. Like I paid to live in my own very unique but peculiar manner, <laughs> and I, there's no guarantee <laughs> exactly. that it's going to be home showing quality living conditions oh no <laughs> i think i already i was peeing but i think i know where we're at we're now. talking to crappy oats right now whose landlord is trying to sell the place and wants him to spruce it up a little bit brett had make... the same issue didn't you yeah i had people invading my house all the time like i would have a, a bong like on the kitchen table just smoked weed and someone would come look at the house and i would just be standing there with my <laughs> hands behind my back like all right have a look-see <laughs> you might find some interesting stuff <laughs> i know this basement too i know you come down here this basement's like got every single thing we've ever got it's got fucking iraqi dinars it's got fireworks it's got bongs it's got fucking oh it's just any kind of contraband that you could ever think exists like just and it's, it just is, imagine coming down here and seeing foreign currency and the kratom covered desk and it's <laughs> a scary looking setup. It's honestly, if, if I no context, if I just saw a picture of this, I'd be like some sort of hate group is being is <laughs> growing out of my the basement of my rental property. <laughs> oh God, I would be so nervous if I was the guy like the the. The guy that's renting to you. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, that's why you want a house so bad because yeah. you're like the whole yeah, street I don't wanna, fight. You're yeah, like, I don't want any. I don't, I don't want someone rifling this. through my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> trying to explain this to somebody <laughs> is too much. Right, man. right. Yeah, you. So you, they, yeah, no, he just he he. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. How often is he bringing people through? Like, what's the what's the thing here? Well, he he's only done one so far. Um, but like he made us like he like. They, they did give us a bit of cash, but, like, they made us leave the house with our dog um, and lock the cats in this tiny bathroom, which, how much? of course, went badly. We need to hear how much money and, that uh, is. Did they give you money up? to go out? Did they give you enough to go out to eat or some shit? Dude, you get to do fucking... That's, like, what they said. Yeah, they gave us, they gave us like, 100 bucks. Okay, yeah, that's so a it good... Wasn't like, I'd go eat, like, some shit. But, like, man. looking online at, like, other people who've been in, like, this situation, like... It sounds like I I should be getting like half off my rent, like to like Damn. do this kind of stuff. I don't know, dude. It's like what other people in similar similar, similar situations online have been saying. 
Yeah, I don't know if there's a law on so, that. It's just going to be whatever. You're at the mercy of your landlord, I'm guessing. I don't know what, yeah. you, what you would fight them about, except for just making a stink out of it. Like, you're going to really regret it if you don't pay me half yeah. the rent. I'll fucking cut large gases yeah. in here before I fucking leave and make them think your property <laughs> smells like shit, okay? Big farts. Yeah. I, I just can't, like... I'd go get a hotel room and, like, just fuck it up. Right for the night. They should give you a hotel. I think. Yeah, just go. That's ho- what I think. Go to have well, hotel I mean, sex. It's not even like I live like I, I live pretty clean. Like I mean, it was fine. But they were like saying like this guy like like oh this guy we want to sell to like has horrible pet allergies. We want to like deep clean it and like I'm not really not sure because they didn't like shampoo the carpets or anything. So I'm like, first that seems a little bit bullshit to me. But yeah, then he like. They, like, kind of, like, flipped out on us, like, at the end. And they were like, well, you know, this is, like, my asset. I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, that's why I'm giving you a bunch of money for it. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is my <laughs> asset, like, too. <laughs> a year to fucking live here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like but this is your like, asset, you, too. Like, you know? This is your this, house. This is the game, dog. Like, this is the game we're playing. Yeah. They think that the, the yeah. landlords think there should be no friction. You know? They think that you should be able to move in. And then move out and somebody should be able to move in the next day. Like, they just feel like they they shouldn't have to deal with the fact that a human is living in their house. Because that's what it, I mean. Oh, yeah. Like, the fact that he's mad. Like, he rented a house to a dude with a dog, you know? Yeah. Like, how can you be mad about <laughs> yeah. that? And do you just, feel like you're going to get kicked out if, if somebody buys the thing or... No, well, like, they like, legally half less live here to the end of their lease. Right. But, like, that's the thing is, like, they're, like, doing this. Like, they want to show the house and shit. But um, then they were, like, because, you know, me and Sarah are getting married in September. And they were, like, oh, well, you know, like, you guys could live there. And they said it would be fine if these people end up buying it if you guys live until September. And I'm, like, no, nah, I'm trying to get out now. Like, get me out early. So, like, we're looking at houses already to try and, like, get out. Because I'm, like, I'm not going to leave the house you know, every month even, like maybe more than a month, you know, and like make sure, you know, like I'm protecting your asset and making it look nice. It just like, it just seems, we've only been here for a year and it just seems like this guy was like, oh, like, you know, while we, uh, while we move, because they like live down the street from us, but like while we move and get everything situated, like I'll just earn a passive income on this house and it will be like completely, like there'll be no problem. And then I'll straight up sell the house. And I'm like, you know, like, dude, like, I'm not here to, like, make sure you make a bunch of money selling your fucking <laughs> yeah. house. I'm not, like, not your fucking not my, employee. Like, I literally don't care if it fucking burns down the day after I leave. Like, <laughs> You're putting this thing on the line. This is the game. You're right. This is the game. You put this thing in my hands. Yeah. You, you have to deal with me. And, yeah, uh, the prospective buyer, if they can't be, if they aren't understanding that someone has a fucking dog, I, I mean, that's on them. Or that somebody lives there. I yeah. just think it's great. Like my parents used to always try to. My parents was always trying to sell the house when we were kids. Like just they hated the just neighborhood constantly. Yeah, we well we talked about how <laughs> we kind of lived in a neighborhood. My parents made probably more money. <laughs> Brian, don't make any friends. We're about to move. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and my All the, every every single month. Yeah, we lived in a very working class neighborhood, and my parents like made a little more than an average like working class family, but they also had five kids. So it was like, 
they shouldn't have expected to do better. And they didn't you know even, what I they mean? didn't even shop at Sam's Club either. No, they didn't shop. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's how you learned your bad <laughs> habits. That's how you learned your badass habits. I don't know why they didn't expect it. I don't know why they expected more, but they was always trying to sell the house and move to Pickerington, which is just like, you know, just really like they were trying a to different level line. Just up. a different line. Yeah. They were always trying to level up. And uh, they just hated that neighborhood. So they would always be trying to sell the house, constantly trying to sell that house. And it smelled so bad in there. I'm talking about like this fucking house. We had two Newfoundland dogs, uh, right? They have a lot of hair. Yeah. They slobber everywhere they too. They slobber everywhere. And we had an above ground pool, like all white trash. <laughs> People that are kind of like just <laughs> up a little bit. We so had like an above ground pool. Inflatable one or like a straight up above ground pool? No, they didn't have like those inflatables back then. We had the one that was like basically <laughs> aluminum siding with plastic on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We had this above ground pool. The fucking word. And those fucking dogs would swim in that pool all day long. <laughs> And they run in the house and run out of the house. Oh, and, God. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I told I know exactly you. exactly what house you, you smelled like. Yeah. Well, dude, the, I was so scarred when I was a kid because uh, there was this girl that I, like, was kind of into. And, like, back in ninth grade during the winter, you would let girls wear your coat. Oh, no. And I'd let this girl fucking wear my <laughs> coat. And while she was in class, they were like, that fucking coat smells like shit. It's gross. Yeah. Smelly ass coat. And I was so fucking embarrassed. I was just, it ruined me. I think that's one of the things. Cause I still feel the feeling I get when she handed me like my coat was like, it's just smells like between really her. Bad. Yeah. She just, just pinched it and held it with two yeah. fingers. It smells really bad. But the thing I didn't get about it was like when they were trying to sell the house, they would like clean the whole place up. They would just put on like a crazy facade. Lipstick like, on a pig. Put lipstick <laughs> on a pig. This house would look perfect. And it's just like, I mean, when somebody comes in here, they're going to make a decision regardless of what the fucking house looks like. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that there's a way that the inside of a house needs to look to sell. I think you could walk into your house right now, look around and be like, I know what I'm getting, you know, and then walk out and decide if you're going to buy it. I don't think it fucking matters. Yeah. Just because like all of the puzzles are thrown <laughs> all over the ground in the playroom. Yeah. And uh, just because like I have too many bikes, so some of them have to hang out in the living room. That's weird though. That's that doesn't, weird. that doesn't mean, it doesn't <laughs> say anything about like the structure of the house. Or I know. Anything. I know. I mean, my house smelled so fuck it. The, the house growing up smelled so bad, but they would. I can't do holes in the house. walls. I don't do stink. The stink, were, stink scares. That's Jason's what, I don't fucking do bedroom. Jason would get in trouble sometimes in the early days, and they would put him in his bedroom, and you would he would just punch holes in the walls. There's mm. just holes all through his <laughs> walls fun. in his room, and there were holes in the living room. There were holes in all the walls. The place was just you ain't selling this thing. It's just wait, they wait, gave so up. They would just like Febreze the house, but not cover up the holes. All they would do is bug bomb the house. Basically, they were like, we're selling the house. <laughs> we're going to bug bomb this motherfucker. We'll hire Orkin. Orkin come out and bug bomb this thing. And then we'll have Stanley Steamer come in and he'll clean the carpets. That'll get rid of the dog smell. Boom. We got ourselves a sellable house. All right. Didn't sell it, though. They yeah. up on the market at 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Couldn't do it. And then two years Damn. later, two years after I got out of school, 
they finally sold that house and they were just like a million. My parents love these big dogs. It's the craziest thing. They live indoors with enormous dogs. My friend had one. It was awful. Two. Mine have two. Two Great Danes. They put their nose in your balls and asshole. Great Danes? No, Newfoundland. No. Well, now they got two Great Danes. Oh, God. And those fucking things will put their nose right in your balls and asshole. They're fucking... Those are stinky-ass dogs, too. Right. And they come up to, like, my ribs. They're, like, the tallest, biggest animals. And they're in this tiny house. And their backyard is like an apartment-sized backyard. No, don't do and that just, to those these... majestic, gigantic <laughs> creatures. They just want to have the dogs, dude. They just feel good with the dogs. Dude, we we control these big beasts. <laughs> speaking of Great Danes, we're we're the, speaking we, of Great Danes. Uh, we have like a terrible story that will depress every, <clears throat> depress everyone, but it is kind of wild. Um, I had this boss when I was working at the butcher shop. And he had a Great Dane for some reason. And this guy was, like, the dumbest fucking dude I've ever met in my life. Um, just, like, real, just real disorganized. And he owned, but he owned this butcher shop that went under after about, like, three months because he got bored with it. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he would keep, he kept this fucking Great Dane that he had, like, upstairs in this, in literally the shittiest house. I've ever seen in my life. Like my buddy ended up living in it and it's like the shower literally went through the ceiling, uh, like went through the ceiling. Oh, <laughs> it was like this, in utter disrepair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he had this big ass great Dane upstairs and it, like, he was like too broke or whatever to feed the dog really. So he would just bring home like organ meat nope. from the butcher shop and like feed this dog and keep it locked in this room upstairs all day. Which and, like, like one day I had to go let it out um, for him because I live, like, down the street. And I was like, yeah, I'll let your dog out or whatever. I went there in this room. I opened the door and I just got hit with, like, the most disgusting smell I've ever smelled. There's just, like, blood from the organ meat everywhere in this room, just covering this room. Like, it looked like the fucking, like, Amityville horror. Yep. People... And <sighs> there's just, like, dog shit and piss everywhere in this room, too. People think and you the can dog just... is just like tearing the walls apart. And I, so I finally, me and my buddy, yeah, we just like had to tell him, like, dude, you got to get rid of that dog or else we're going to have to like call the cops. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, this when, is fucked up. When, when I was, was the, the cable, cable guy, guy, people, people do, do that, that in there. It's, it's so, so sad, sad what people, people do to dogs because their, their basements, basements they, they will just like, multiple people, people, I mean, I would say one or two people a week would just chalk their basement up as a loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they would just be Yeah, like, just like we don't go down there. <laughs> don't think about that when you're thinking about where to store the Halloween decorations. They're going to have to go to the attic or the garage. <laughs> the basement is in no man's land now. Yeah, that I, belongs to the dog shit. Because I had to go down there to check the cabling stuff. The ammonia will knock you out. Yeah, and you get down there and it's fucking... Like, just little piles of dog shit everywhere and food. Holy shit. And it's just like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, what? It, it, Brett, I think it is. I think it's tr- Brett's right. They're, like, proving their dominion over beast. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like, I am I am a human. I, am I own powerful. animals. Yeah. I, own, I, don't, I don't take orders from animals. I own animals. I mean, I really like that people. Oh, man. I really like that people. I see people that take care of their animals now. Like that really makes me feel good. Like people online that are like, because I used to think it was dumb to like give your 
dog Prozac or whatever like that. And then like now I'm just like, fuck it, man. Just it's treat the way thing with better. respect if you're going to have yeah, it. It's you way know? better than someone like, oh, that's an outside dog. We just keep it on that chain 365 days a fucking year for some reason. Oh. It's like trying to create a monster. Yeah. Outside dogs are the saddest. Like I, do, I had a lot of friends with outside dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. We got one, and it took me forever to want to get one. So, because there's so much responsibility. So, how big is it? Yeah, but what's up? How big is it? Uh, it's like a husky, so it's like medium sized. Nice, nice. But, okay. Yeah, he cute. He uh, looked like he one of those like dogs outside all day. Like he makes us go take him outside, and he just goes and sits out there all day. I fucking hate. So, I would hate that. I, I mean, just, when it snowed here, he was in fucking heaven, dude. He just went and sat out in the snow, like literally just sat in the snow. That's great. You All day. Get him a snow machine. Loved it. Get him a snow machine. Get put him in a room with a snow machine and some organs. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm already spending way too much fucking money on this dog. I'm not getting the dog a fucking snow machine. <laughs> All right. Well, something to think about. Well, Adam, like, th- I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Thanks no, for no, no, calling. I was done, yeah. Yeah, thank you yeah, for no, calling. Yeah, no, it's always good to talk to you guys. I'm glad I got to vent about this stupid fucking landlord situation. Yeah, fuck this landlord. Yeah, that sucks. We had a, yeah, we had the switch. Fuck, to, fuck them all. We had a switch, too, for mine, and it was just like, I don't, you have no idea what's going to happen next. It just feels like everything feels uncertain when it comes to your living situation, and that just sucks ass. <sighs> Are we echoing, Jason? Okay, okay. That's cool. Thanks, thanks, Adam. All right, he's gone. Look, got, look, you can hear more of Adam on the uh, Southpaw pod. Good podcast about I, spores. I believe, yeah, Southpaw means left-handed, right? So yes. that's supposed to be like some sort of... I'm, I'm right-handed, so, you know. Right. Uh, so we're going to do, do... Are you going to take a break tonight? I think we'll do one more call and take a break. Let's see who's on the line. Hope that you are feeling fine. Hello. Hey, what's what's up? Hey, Tom. Who's this? Nicole. Hi, Nicole. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? We're feeling feeling pretty good. We're about to leave for tour, so I think... uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing you guys in Boston. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That that should be a fun Very show. Well, what's going on tonight? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's actually funny. Um, the I think the caller before last, um, you had mentioned that um, like grocery stores start uh, started like monitor, monitoring like people at the deli, um, their conversations. Um, so basically, uh, I work at a like natural food store, um, and I work in the deli. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so we have like a, like an open kitchen and then we have a little back area. Um, and basically, uh, we got uh, my whole crew got in a, in huge, uh, trouble because a customer, um, like caught one of the employees saying basically like, who gives a shit what they think <laughs> they're all rich. Um, like all the customers are rich. I love it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and so she wrote like a whole three page 
uh, letter to the owner of the store, like saying how offended she was and everything. I um, expect the help and- to show some sort of graciousness for the kind of uh, largesse us rich people bestow upon them. Well, that's what's so confusing is that she said in her letter that the uh, she and her husband were both unemployed and like living off their savings. Um, oh, weird. And so I don't understand why she was a offended then if we weren't even talking yeah that should have been solidarity she'd have she should have wrote into the deli and been like hey i heard all y'all talking about these rich motherfuckers i agree i can barely afford it but i'm not going to put hormones in my body exactly like this shit should be cheaper right more people can afford it you know um what a weird reaction so so, i know so we basically the whole rule now is that we're not allowed to talk about anything personal in front of the store, which is so messed up because we uh, spend like eight hours. Uh, and some people spend more than that just like standing um, in, in front of the store with like basically nothing to do. And we're only allowed to talk about like soup. <laughs> you're going to have to start saying like, you just have to say to your friend like, okay, gazpacho is Captain Marvel. Uh, so the gazpacho was like, you know, kind of bland, but there were some parts that had some punch. The end was really nice, you know? It's it just, it's like, what what are you supposed, like, they want robots. Maybe they should hire they, robots. They should try robots. Yeah, they should try getting a Roomba to come up I just think it's, you know, um, really the way that the world is and, and where everything is going, if I was the type of, like, cynical marketing type person i would i would get people to talk more i think that like walking into a store and having the employees be themselves and be enjoying themselves is like a bonus to going there because otherwise i can just pay people to get abused uh, and f- fulfill it for like a, an online order, you know, get abused at some Amazon warehouse or at Walmart. Like right. if I wanted to go into Walmart, like and watch the employees get treated and beat yeah. down. Like, yeah. I, I always think it, I, I, I found that uniforms are a big thing with me. It's like, I feel mm-hmm. better in places where people don't have to wear uniforms, like what? maybe a smock. Yeah. You know? Well, Whole Foods was like that too. And I used to do mystery shopping for Whole Foods before Amazon took over. And there was a lot more of a freewheeling attitude where like yeah. you really talked to yeah. some goofballs that were like, I just, I, I'm, I'm just amazed that you're employed, but I'm glad you're here because you're so passionate about cheese or the deli or whatever the you know, <laughs> beer or whatever the weird shit you do. Like you're really into it. And you also yeah. gave me, told me a weird anecdote about like Ulysses or something, you know, like I, there's just, there's nothing more welcoming than having people enjoying themselves when you like come in there. I don't know. I, I just really don't understand what, how, how exactly. like the customer would want them to be completely devoid of any like, like personality. Blank, yeah. Blank slate. Yeah. And the whole point, like that we our owner like says that. She wants to foster like a sense of community, you know. Um, and I don't know like what better sense of community than like like we have a it's a really good crew in the in the kitchen and like we have a really good time and there's a lot of customers that we're on really good terms with. We can just like chill out and like like talk to them and talk about their day and everything. And I know like lots of people come back just to to talk to us, you know. Um, there's some people who like 
really don't really have uh, a sense of community anywhere else. So they'll come in like every single day and talk to us. And it's like, sometimes they can be a little annoying, but like for the most part, it's, it's, it's good to have that, that sense of like community, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, once you, if you've done the, if you've been in those positions, you absolutely know that there are people that rely on you, like shooting the shit. Exactly. You know. And now we're just going to be talking about like whatever. Um, that you don't care but, about. But probably. yeah, there's actually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many things that we're so passionate about, you know. Um, but I don't know. It um, sucks. I just don't. There's a couple of things. I don't want to. I want to take up all your time, but um, you know, it, it's very interesting working at this this health food store. We got we get a lot of characters in there. Um, so like, uh, there's been a couple of uh, there's a couple of funny anecdotes I have um, for some of the, some of the interesting customers that come in. Um, we had I had one lady come up to me and ask me if um, we had any gazpacho in the back that um, didn't hadn't been touched by light. Um, and, um, basically she thinks that like the nutrients basically are broken down by uh, light. And so just hoping we have some like, like chamber where we put all of our produce in so they yeah. don't get, like, <laughs> they don't get spoiled by the outside. Where, where do you think all of these like greens were grown? Yeah, I, <laughs> like, that's kind of part of the whole process is photosynthesis. I want a gazpacho, but give me one from the dark room. That's funny. That is that is somebody that's like reading the articles that like some fitness app sends you that says like, is light killing the nutrients in your gazpacho? Real pharmacy. F-A-R-M-A-C-Y. They're like reading like they're freaking out about GMOs obviously sure yeah. right off the top but i like, there's so many the, the net the lycopene in tomato is drastically reduced once presented with light molecules yeah. <laughs> just fucking going to the grocery yeah. store with a flashlight and getting rid of all the fucking <laughs> nutrients in the food yeah that's fucking <laughs> exactly. i mean i can't i i, I mean i believe I, I just people will believe so those health food people they want to believe oh that there's a like a super like that there's food that's like they think there's like a, a manual. They think there's yeah, a manual yeah. for the body and that you can defeat yeah. all ailments. Yeah, and it's like a my my mother in law, my grandma, uh, fuck grandmother in law, I guess my just my daughter's grandma believed in this this diet called eat right for your blood type, where they took each blood type and the, then just. Okay assigned foods right to each blood type. right right like i'm sure that they said there were reasons for why this and this and this but yeah just i went to college and i i took classes where we talked about blood type and there's no discernible difference between the blood type so in my mind they just somebody some guy had a fucking like big spreadsheet and he was like oh negative don't eat beef Oh, positive. Don't eat chicken. It's like, it would just be like, just this run the, the gamut of weird shit. It was like, weird. she would like tell my wife, like, you know, you're not supposed to eat salmon. And it's like, well, salmon's not like yeah. that bad for anybody. And she's like, oh, yeah, but no. it'll fuck your blood type up. Crazy. Yeah. She would like be like, oh, yeah. my wife's shit because she drank wine instead of beer. You're she's so like, your blood type says you should drink beer. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be drinking wine. Like, it was just so fucking weird to me. 
but she believed it wholeheartedly to the point where she would like go to the grocery store. She had a blog about eat right for your blood type. And she would hand people business cards <laughs> with her blog thing and be like, you got to do this. You got to fucking do this diet. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just, there's it too was, many people out here with O positive blood type that are eating brown rice and it's completely <laughs> ruining their day. Yeah. And it was just like, she <laughs> believed in it so fucking much. And she lived till I believe her early eighties. Not bad. And she attributed it that. Yeah. To that. Yeah. That's how you do it. It was like, you're yeah. paying attention to what you eat. Is that's the what thing it is. That's yeah. Happening, yeah. You know? exactly. yeah. 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 <laughs> You stopped eating like think, a box think, of wheat thins for dinner, like a lot of people end up doing. <laughs> well, I think the natural health food like sector like wouldn't really make money if they were just like, hey, just kind of eat a balanced diet, like don't eat too much of anything, and it'll probably be fine. Don't yeah. like go wild on the soda or anything. But it's not that hard. I think that they make all their money on making people think that it's like an exact science. And if you just get the right amount of supplements and the, the right amount of this one, like, super nut or whatever. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because they're always looking for, like, a nut or, like, Rain, fucking rainforest nut. berries. Motherfuckers will every time, too, tell you, like, there's a new vegetable that comes out every, yeah. like, it's been out forever. But it's basically, like, a release of a new vegetable every few years <laughs> where they're, like, Buddy, if you're not eating pomegranates, you're probably going to die at 65. You're dead. Yeah. <laughs> pomegranates <laughs> extend your life by 30 years. Right. <laughs> What's the big it's vegetable the same thing. now? It's because there was hemp parts. Clean eating, too, is like when everybody, it's oh, all about yeah. clean. And that's like such a misnomer that people get obsessed with that makes them think they're going to yeah, live forever. It's, it's bizarre. I mean, uh, what's the most we, recent? We're still really stuck on the whole like kale. We're, we're really into the sea right now cbd um, cbd it's like, a, it's like half half grocery store half supplement store and so like i haven't heard as much about like different like for food but people have been like going wild over the there cbd yeah there um, people love a, cbd yeah there hasn't been any new superfoods that i've been into recently hemp hearts was a big deal for hemp hearts are still good yeah um, those are pretty good yeah it's always something that you can get like it's always something that like you can only get very small amounts of it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> hemp parts are these yeah, like yeah. really tiny things that it takes a ton to fill a bag. And they're like $45. And they're like, buddy, if you're oh, not fucking eating these $45 seeds, right. then you're probably going to die young. That is also what it comes down to. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's a matter of spending like, well, you know, I can afford to, oh, to yeah. live longer. And actually, I deserve it because I've, I've achieved exactly. this type of wealth. To pay this much money. You if know? you're not drinking a jar of exactly. amino acids every day, then you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. That fuck... Yeah. I'll tell you where the <laughs> fucked up stuff is at the grocery store is the cooler area by the supplements where you're just looking at it like... Mm. The what? The, you know, like in the supplement section, there's always a cooler section with like probiotics. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, like, oh, also yeah. just random jars of stuff that are like sixty dollars, and you're like, "Oh, who's getting that stuff?" Sea pollen? No, yeah. there's yeah down the street. There's a natural. Oh yeah. There's a natural grocery store that was like the original Goofy Doofy barn back in the seventies. Oh, and they love CBD too. Lucky's, yeah. right? No, 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 no. no. Okay, there's Clinton a place Bill. called Lucky's around here. That's no, Lucky's is new. 
Yeah, they're nuts about CBD no, though. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Clintonville Gross, Clintonville National Natu- Natural Grocers oh, okay. has run by like anti-vaxxer vegans yeah. for like the last forty years. And you're going there? I've been in there. They have some shit that you can you can only get jackfruit in a can from them. <laughs> oh no, they're like they've you. cornered the market on jackfruit in a can. <laughs> By my house, at least. By my house. <laughs> Wait till next year when... I mean, because that's one of those things, right? Jackfruit Jackfruit's is a thing. good substitute for durian. meat stuff. Is, durian will never catch on. Un- unless you get to, to, like, hot sauce people, maybe. The Food Network is just... The, it makes food popular, like, out of nowhere. Durian's always on there. We got that yeah. durian. See, but a lot of it also... Deal. Like, Aldi sells hemp hearts now. Aldi that's sells true. chia seeds. Aldi sells... Oh, yeah. um, uh, avocado oil, all of like your primo mm-hmm. shit. They do get uh, pomegranates too. They got good deals on pomegranates. <laughs> I just I don't like pomegranates. Yeah, and- so I'm um, so you were open. so you had a couple other goofy customers that come into your national natural grocery store. You wanted to mention, didn't oh, you? Oh yeah. Um. So so yeah. Um. We have there's a couple people. So I I bought of different like. We have smoothies that we do in the deli, which is like such a fucking rip off because it's seven dollars just Ooh. for like a plain like smoothie with frozen fruit and then the liquid of your choice. Wow. Seven dollars. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and then it's a dollar each, uh, like extra for every single add-in you put in. So like you get a scoop of protein powder, that's an extra dollar. Like people are going and getting like ten, eleven dollars smoothies that they your could boys. be baking at home for like a dollar. Um, You're talking to two $12 smoothie guys I, when we're on the road. No, no, but they have to be. I like an authentic Brooklyn made $12 yeah. smoothie. Yeah, yeah. We had one We had one in Chicago that was like an apothecary yeah. where like all of the food was lined up like ingredients and they were like tearing off oh, roughage and shit. And like that was that was worth it. If you pull out a bag of dull yeah. frozen fruit and mix yeah. it up with no. like some coconut milk <laughs> and shit, I'm not paying ten dollars. Right, for I get it. mad about that. But when we were in L.A., we we fucking got each right because before me and Brett will be on the road. Once we're on the road for like five days, it's like we're fucking getting yeah, we start lacking nutrients. <laughs> like, we need more yeah. vegetable as sides. I need to drink spinach. Oh, I, I need yeah. like. B12, I need everything right we now. We got the best smoothie I've ever had was in L.A. But Brett's right, dude. Brooklyn and L.A. are the two best places to get a smoothie. Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of I kind of appreciate the fact that it's, like, just, like, fruit and, like, a liquid. It's not any crazy shit. It's not, like, extra added sugar or anything like that. But it's also just still not worth that amount of money. Yeah, that's a lot. It tastes so good. That's, the, that's um, what I make for my kid. Like, that's my kid's smoothie. Yeah. yeah. And it is. It does. A smoothie does, when we're talking about one with protein powder in it, uh, you can probably get six of those for $12 if you go to the oh, store yeah. and buy the stuffs. And that's generous, even. That's buying the organic fruit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. So we have, like, I've had a couple people, like, like for whatever reason, like, the smoothie thing is a is a large, like, sticking point for the customers. They just, like, don't really understand it. Um, so, like, I, I've come out with, like, a smoothie, um, and some woman, like, refused to pay for it because she thought she didn't think it would be cold. <laughs> what? Wait, are you kidding me? I hate warm smoothies. They get there's places that have warm ass smoothies. Whoa, I don't want that. I don't 
I know. I hate. I mean, the one the one place we went in Chicago that was a warm smoothie. Was that a warm smoothie? That was and a jal- warm jalapeno. Like in a it. juice, and it had jalapenos in it. Yeah. That was a good one. That was, was a, that was a top smoothie. That That's one, one of my favorite road yeah. smoothies, actually. Yeah, we got to get a show in Chicago going soon. Um, that's just like juice, though. That's not like that's like that's the whole point of the smoothie. And she just like I handed it to her, and I'm like, here you go. And she just like looked at me and like put her hand on it, and then like took her hand away. I'm not this. I mean, I would I would expect warm to cold. But if I ever ordered a smoothie and it came out cold, I would never be surprised. But it's just people don't know what they're <laughs> fucking ordering. Yeah, ever. they <laughs> assume it's going to be something else, and they think it's hip. They're just yeah. like they're, she's just like at the natural foods grocery store. This woman, she's just like I'm feeling it, man. I bought a pomegranate. I got some avocado oil. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking go over there. Oh, smoothies! What's up? Yeah, she's smoothies like vegetable yeah, coffee yeah. is what she thought. Yeah, <laughs> you can boil that stuff up, man. Get that stuff. You should have warmed. Ooh, you should have said, piping. "I'll put it in the microwave for Ooh. you." <laughs> yeah, I want some uh, piping hot rhubarb. No. I would could go kid would kill would for piping hot rhubarb. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's weird about Trader Joe's, right? Is that is a place that is primarily a micro food, right? Microwave, microwave food, food but the distribution that center. Shop yeah. there don't seem like microwave food people people are rich people are lazy and they, <laughs> they they cut corners and they're very low fucking yeah. class <laughs> and they will eat slop out of a plastic tray <laughs> we watched that undercover me and brett watched an undercover boss the other night and this guy was eating a lean cuisine and and i was just like appalled I yeah like, we were both Jesus. like is this really happening right now <laughs> Fucking lean yeah. cuisine. Y'all got that Amy stuff <laughs> at your place? Do you have a frozen the food what? section at all? Yeah, we do. Good, good. Amy's? You got that Amy stuff there? Oh, yeah, we got Amy. That's the oh, jam. Yeah. If it was a little I, cheaper, it'd be the jam. I co signed Amy's, but yeah, it's too much money. Yeah, it's like, fuck. I, well, the really nice thing about my job is we get like $5 uh, towards lunch every day. And then six dollars every week to get like to get a new product and like try it out. Um, plus like forty percent off groceries. Whoa! So it's like it ends up being like such a good deal. Yeah, that is a good deal. Like, like fucking stuff that I just kind of take. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good deal. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shrink in a grocery store. Six bucks at a natural food store. Yeah, <laughs> they get you, they get you get a down nothing. payment on some monk fruit, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> monk people... fruit is the new one monk fruit and cassava is the new shit okay that i've seen oh, yeah. the most of cassava isn't new though like it's coming a big thing low carb people are getting are looking for uh, yeah. for alternative stuff and that one cassava flour i've seen the most of recently and like monk fruit pancakes or like sweetened with monk fruit that's what it is do you uh do you have people uh, this is the thing that i would hate about working in a place like that is mm-hmm. I never want to work at a place that sells expensive things, like things that cost yeah. more than the average. Because every single fucking day, <laughs> do you have somebody that comes in there, and then when they go to pay for it, like ah, Jesus <laughs> Christ, what the hell? What's going on here? Like get all fucking <laughs> yeah, indignant yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Is that the worst? Coming back though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, Jesus! Once a week, the same guy comes in. Ah, oh, Jesus! What's this? Yeah. One time I was uh, I was mystery shopping Whole Foods and 
I would just like come up with random things, just like off the top of my head, I would just, you know, find something to ask something or to ask about. And so one day I walked up to this guy and I was like, uh, do you have any matches? And he was like, yeah. And he walks me over and he looks at him and he points at me. He's like, huh, man, that's like really expensive. <laughs> like he just, he pointed at him and just said that. I was like, yeah, that's outrageous. He's like, I wouldn't pay that price at all. I was like, yeah, probably going to go somewhere else, actually. <laughs> that fucking it was like $5 for like, you know, matchsticks that still have the bark on the side of them and shit. <laughs> Natural. Because you care. Matchsticks. Natch, they weren't matchsticks. They were matchsticks. <laughs> I bought some of those last year. They were really good. If you remember when we were doing the grilling chills, bought them big fat matches that you just oh, yeah, up those are good. kindling. Those things are fresh. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for calling, Nicole. That was very fun. Yeah, of course. I'm so glad. It's the first time calling in, but I'll definitely call in again. I got lots of stories. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much for yeah, having Yeah, we'll me. see you in Boston. Let us know. Uh, let us uh, reach Hell out yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll meet up. Hell yeah. I definitely will. Oh, thanks so much. We're going to play some tunes, right, peace folks. Out. We're going to play some songs for a few minutes. Yeah, we're going to take a, a mini break here. We're going to take a little break of baker. Break and bake. Like I the gave cookies. you some music you know to saying? play. I got from it. One Give of me our two and a half seconds. Dedicated listeners here. I was trying to fill time. Give me fucking two and a half seconds, Jeez Brad. Louise. Two extra and a half. Cheese. Uh, Vegan Cincinnati chili, baby. I know where you can get it. What? Somebody's asking about vegan Cincinnati. Yeah, I already Preston's. jumped in there. My my opinion of the best way to make Cincinnati chili is to just get the packet from Kroger's. Yeah, shit your pants. I hate that stuff. It doesn't make you shit your pants. I know, but it's it gross. makes you strong. We ready to go? Yeah. Oh, smart Brian. You're the smart guy. Such a smart guy.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. I hope you're enjoying the, jo- the show so far. Um, there is only a few people in the in the queue, so if you want to do a late call in, I think you might get in. The number is 614-655-3887. We are still taking your calls. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host here is uh, Brian Quimby. You know it says Street Fight Radio. That music you just heard was from Street Fight listeners' uh, Party Box. You can find them at partybox.bandcamp.com if you want to buy that album and support the music you hear on Street Fight Radio. And if you want to submit your own, you can do that at by sending an email to streetfightradio at gmail.com. Uh, there's also a contact page on our website, streetfightradio.com. And if you want even more content beyond what we do and you want to help Brian and I move into bigger and better endeavors, uh, hire more people and make this thing bigger so that we can spread this mess across the U.S., please consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash streetfightradio, where you get access to bonus audio, bonus video, our digital versions of our zine, and so many other amazing things. Uh, let's do this. Let's, get, let's uh, take some calls. Hey, before we take calls, I got a few things. I got to say. Okay. <laughs> hey, so, uh, happy Trans Day of vis- Visibility to everybody who is trans in our audience. I think we should say that, right? We have a lot of people who are trans and be visible. It's great. Or don't be visible if you don't want to, but be visible. Okay? Just do whatever you want to. That's how <laughs> we feel. Brian is really trying to respect you as much as he can here. I'm just missing respect. He doesn't want to show too much respect if that would disrespect you. Well, I'm just so weird about any of that stuff. But I think that like no, I understand. days like this are kind of important. Sure. And it's good to let everybody know where we stand. Oh, it's the battleground. I mean, like the, this is like the big argument that we're having with, with a lot of these people. This is like Ben Shapiro's sticking point. His whole thing is that and, 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 uh, this is what got Jordan Peterson fucking started, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the stupid ass, like they just can't get over other people's fucking lives yeah right like the the you just have to you have to just not care like okay that's their that's their life and they're going to make decisions about how they want to live and unless i interact with them it doesn't matter to at all to me no you know? and it doesn't matter really if you like i, I remember a big thing in the, in the gay rights oh jeez. what sorry go ahead. a bunch of people took that invitation to call in <laughs> good smart yeah good move now they're not gonna get on well, what time is it? Speed round. We got one hour. Um, but I just want to say that, like, uh, I remember early in the gay marriage conversations, and not early, but in 2004, when when that was a huge battleground, I would have these conversations with, like, older people and boomers. And this is before I was even familiar with anything. But they would say, like, uh, I want them to be able to do it, but I just don't agree with it. And And my opinion was always, like, well, who cares? Like what you agree with? I don't care what you're comfortable. Yeah, with. this isn't your. Yeah, we don't. Your opinion actually doesn't matter. I know they're going to ask you, and you're going to pick a representative, <laughs> but they shouldn't even be yeah. making that decision about someone else's life like that. Correct. So uh, I guess we got a bunch of calls. To yeah, take, let's man. jump into these take calls. Some calls. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Are we Skellian? I hope this isn't a skeleton. It'll make me sad. Like a person is just calling in, but they turned into a skeleton while they were waiting. 
Hey, skeleton, if if you can, help let us in on the treasure that you're guarding. You don't have to follow the rules of whatever being put a hex on you, your eternal soul. Clacking teeth. Yeah, just, get us clacking teeth. Get us a little bit of that gold that you're 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 fucking protecting there, right? Yeah, we need gold, Skelly. We need gold. All right. Well, well I guess unfortunately someone gone, skeleton. died live you're on You're out of here. Someone died live on air. It's unfortunate, but we must it happens continue Happens every on. week, yeah. at least once. Thanks for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys. It's Eugene Debs. How you doing? What's up, Eugene Debs? How are you feeling today? Uh, um, I'm tired and uh, frustrated, perfectly honest. Did you guys get all that uh, snow that we got? No. We got a tiny, we got tiny a little, bit. little bit of snow. Man, we got like six inches of snow. When I woke up to that, man, I, that, that shit just depressed the hell out of me, man. I was just... <laughs> The the little bit we got killed me. We were supposed to go out and do all this app outside type bullshit with my kid. And I'm like, I'm not going to make my daughter go playing around in a fucking crick when it's 36 degrees outside. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I got, I got, I have three kids and, uh, they, they we actually get hand, foot, mouth, like ravage my household <laughs> the past like week and a half. And so we just been holed up in the house, and you know, it, it's like what it was like fifty something yesterday, and but it was raining. Then you wake up today, and there's a ton of snow on the ground, and like I'm 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 ready for the winter to be over. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I need to get the fuck outside. It's yeah, really been pretty. But in Ohio, shitty. I mean, I mean, March is no guarantee. I mean, it it snowed in April last April's year. April no guarantee. Right. Yeah, I think May. I t- my wife was just saying the same stuff you are today, <laughs> complaining, and uh, I I kind of was talking to her, and I said you don't get to be mad until May. If it's still cold in May, then you're mad. But everywhere, it, it looks like everywhere is going to be warm next week, warmer next week. At least I don't know where yeah, you, you could be in Alaska. So. I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be down here. I'm in Cleveland, um, but I'm gonna be down here. Actually, down your guys' way on uh, Wednesday, it's gonna be a little bit warmer down there than it is up here, and I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to like some sunshine and you know mid 60s. I gotta be honest with you though, like I would just be the person who like like would rap like, oh yeah, Ohio's great, you know, you know, Ohio gets shit on so much that like you feel like you have to stick up for it and all that kind of stuff. But like now, like if I didn't have like attachments here, my ass would be gone. Like if I were you two, my ass would be. Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> well, we have attachments. The, uh, the unfortunate thing is that me and Brett actually, I mean, I think uh, we've talked about this before. If we went somewhere else, we could probably make more money. But, uh, ooh, let me get some. If we went somewhere else, we could probably make more money. But uh, our friends and family are all here, too. It's, it's kind of one of the, like, being able to just pick up and leave would be great, but you know, my kid doesn't want to go anywhere. She's fourteen. Our wives both love it here. You know, we we come from very family oriented folks that are never going to let us leave this fucking hell. <laughs> I I know it's awful. Dude, did Brett just get up and like I, I'm watching it on the live stream too? Did Brett just get up and uh, walk across the room to get the get the candy? Yeah, we are getting. We did uh, just remember we have candy. There's um, we got a Brian. I, I, brought sweet tart jelly beans this week but i love that you have those like little things that you do to like, keep yourself like uh 
like in check or whatever, where you like keep that shit like across the room, so like you have to like uh, make yourself work to get it. That's that's a good ass idea. It does help. I was giving you. Uh, <laughs> it keeps you more, anyway, uh, keeps you more like cognizant of uh, what you're actually eating. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, so um, I completely lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, it I have uh, called in today. Yeah, absolutely. I called in today to give you, to uh, tell you guys my mo- uh, one of my most embarrassing drunk stories. Okay, I love it. I like this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh god, this one I was living in Pittsburgh, so I was probably, um, I was probably 22, 23, it's probably like 11, 12 years ago. Um, I, uh, I went through like a cocaine phase of my life, alright? And, um, I, I, I was living in some shitty ass little apartment, and I, um, I went to, I, I was going to go get a movie from Blockbuster. That's how long this, how long ago this was. I, mean, I was going to go rent a movie from Blockbuster, right? And before I went there, I swung by and uh, grabbed like a dinner off of um, my, uh, my dude, all right? And uh, he was in a hurry, so like I didn't, I didn't do any of it while I was, um, I was uh, uh, at his place. So I had it, in, I had it, you know, I had it in my pocket, and I, I pull up into the Blockbuster parking lot, and um, you know, I had a CD case that I poured out a couple lines on, and uh, did a couple lines, and go back into the store, and uh, this sounds... do my thing, get a movie or whatever. All right, but was it that? Hard? I thought that's something that would be like it would be a terrible, dis- like it would be so hard to make a decision after that. Oh, oh, oh okay. I mean. Decision, okay, that, I, you were on the right track. You were 100% on the right track because my decision-making process is obviously very fucked up at this point, <laughs> as you point out. And um, I'm, I'm going to have some hard decisions to make here in a couple minutes. <laughs> so I go in and, um, you know, I, 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 decisions like what movie I'm going to watch are always hard, so I'm sure it would be much longer than should have been there. And you know the thing about it too is, is like I'm sure like after like doing a couple lines, like I'm like running around that store all manic like and people are already like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Um, which is going to be important later. So I'm like, you know, I go over the counter and I'm probably fucking twitching and shit like that and I get my movie and I go back out to my car and I realize I locked my keys in my car. All right. Um, oh, no. which normally you would just like, I don't know, you call the cops or whatever, and they'll come by with a little Jimmy and like get it open for you. But I can't because my seat case with a line is still sitting on the fucking passenger fucking <laughs> side of the car. Right, <laughs> right. And to make it worse, the fucking dome light's on. So you can see it, like, loud and just, it's, like it's, a, just, it's, it's like a museum. You can just see it. <laughs> it's like a museum exhibition. <laughs> yes. It's on display. It's like in a glass case. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, anybody yeah, that you call over to, like, help you with the car is immediately going to see that. Right. Right, right, right. So I'm sitting there in this parking lot, in this well-lit parking lot. All right. And, like, uh, it, 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 and 
so I started freaking out, and I'm always fucking jacked up. So, like, I don't know what the hell to do, right? So I'm, like, I decide I'm just going to break the fucking window to, like, uh, move. get into my car, right? Old move. Yeah. So, yeah. What else am I going to do, right? I mean, it's a shitty car anyway. So I go find, like, the biggest piece of, like, broken sidewalk I can find, right? Okay. And then I realize, I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm the blockbuster, and I want to know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So I run back into the blockbuster, and I'm, like, probably just, like, like bug-eyed. Sweating bullets. This fucking piece of cement in my head. And I'm like, all right. So you guys know that's my car right there. I just went to the movie. I locked my car. I'm going to break my window to get in. And the guy in the counter is like, uh, okay. Like, all right. Go back out there. And, like, I, like, and I'm, like, I'm not, like, a particularly strong person, all right? So I'm, like, throwing this concrete at my fucking window and, like, not breaking it, all right? I'm just, like, just, like chucking it at it. Picking it up, chucking at it. Picking it up, chucking it at it. Over and over again, and like it's just not breaking. All right, because like these windows are designed to yeah. not break. Right, you didn't get a piece of porcelain would do the whole trick yeah. for you. That's what we used to do when we rudely busted people's windows out as they slept for no reason. <laughs> what did you do? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, back when we were kids, uh, we used to get spark. We used to go buy spark plugs and chip the porcelain oh, off yeah. and throw it at car windows at night, like right yeah, on yeah, my yeah, yeah. just toss it. But like that, I don't recommend that. I can't believe you're busting your car window out though. I uh, a good oh, well. a good friend of mine. We went to this like senior party after we all graduated. And it was like in the middle of a cornfield. And it was a situation where like everyone's tripping and there was a, a keg and everything. And this friend of mine locked her car, locked her keys in her car. And she's like, well, there's no way in hell I'm calling anybody out here. So we had to figure it out. And then just watching people I know like wrap a blanket around their hand and try to punch a fucking window like they have the str- actually have the strength to break a window. Dude, that injured Bill Goldberg. <laughs> Bill Goldberg fucking thought he was badass, right, back in wrestling days because they booked him like a badass. Yeah. And he had this whole storyline where he was supposed to get arrested by the police for something. And he had like a hammer. And he just was like, I'll break the window my fucking self. And he goes to try to break the window and it injured him for a long time because it cut the shit out of the guy's fucking hand. I also knew a guy that busted out my vice principal's window and fucked his whole hand. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we found a hammer on the road. We found a hammer in the road on the way to school. And we're like, Lily, I dare you to fucking uh, bust out Miss Dorman's window. And uh, he did. I didn't think he was going to do it. They brought me to the office. They cried and they were... She was like, brought me in the office. She's the meanest principal. She was so mean. She was the disciplinarian. And she called me in the office. She starts crying and she says this to me. My daughter had to ride to soccer practice on broken glass yesterday because of whoever did this. Who do you think did it? And I was like, I didn't see nothing. You're a bad parent. (laughs) You're a terrible parent, lady. I just was like, I didn't see anything. I didn't snitch. 
They already you had it. Shop back. That's on you. You yeah. fucking break my glass out, I'm just going to knock it out of the way and clean my seat off. I know. Who hasn't had a window busted out? Yeah, well, like, honey, you have to sit on that glass that these terrible people put on your seat. It was. Te- I did feel bad for her. Weirdly. Yeah, I mean, it's not nice. It, it would suck to come out to that. Yeah. You're an asshole, though, dude. Listen, if somebody's an asshole and something bad happens to them, right. I always see that as, like, you got an, yeah, yeah, another thing coming. Here's what happened. Yeah. You know, even if they're in the right, you know, uh, a fireman. When fireman treated me like an asshole and he got his window busted out, I ain't gonna fucking cry for him. Sure. You know, he goes to a bar and gets in a fight, gets his window busted out. It's like, shit, fuck him. You know, doctor, I don't give a shit. Did you? You guys, guys want to hear something really funny? Yeah. Yeah. So my, uh, my, my wife, who uh, she's kind of trying to ignore me, just uh, yeah, I'm sitting in the basement here, I'm like playing video games, talking to you guys. She just poked her head in, like, what the fuck, fucking to? About that, my fucking video friend. And she was like, well, she rolled her eyes and walked back upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta know. Did you end up breaking the window? Yeah. So I, it was the, what you guys were talking about um, with uh, you know I ended up uh, I don't know why maybe maybe I like put some hairline cracks in it because you'd think that like me throwing it would be more would um, be more forceful. But I ended up like just kind of like wrapping my shirt around my hand and like taking the rock and like. Just like smashing it, you know what I mean? Yep, like yep. directly smashing it. Yep. And I, that's how I ended up breaking it. And, and of course, I cut myself up in the process of that, and, and it sucked, and I was bleeding. <laughs> and then I jumped in my car, and See? I jumped in my car, and I, I sped away, and like I <laughs> didn't, you know. Then of course I couldn't afford to fucking fix that window, so I just had a broken ass window. See, entire goddamn time. You should you be know? a dare officer. Uh, you for, should be for, our dare officers in schools. You should go to schools and tell all the kids about this story, <laughs> and that will make well, them I think still, twice. Well, I have a bunch. I mean, like uh, puking all over the girls. Like, I mean, I, I, the bad with the with the duster. Like, I, I have all types of fucking stories. Yeah, keep so, girls. Uh, keep, I mean, keep keep people away from uh, doing drugs. I don't know. I mean, I I think mainly I have the time. But, uh, Brian, you talking about uh, wrestling, that, that reminds me. I, I'm sorry for teasing you about wrestling on Twitter, and I, I definitely learned my lesson, my <laughs> lesson there. <laughs> I, look, I don't I, – I, for me, it's like, just in my opinion, I know that the things I like are dumb or whatever, so it doesn't necessarily ever bother me when people say, oh, you like wrestling, because I'll fucking make fun of you for watching cartoons. You know what I mean? Like, it's all fair game. I, it was, I, I just, uh, it was like, it, I, 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 it's not just you, like, I run into all the time on the internet, like, you know, like, I get too comfortable with people, you know what I mean? Like, if my, my friends, I, like, tease each other, you know what I mean? They yeah. see somebody, and they're like, and then, like, it's like, well, 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 well I'm just kidding, people, it's cool, like, trust me, whatever you're doing with your time is no more dumb than what I'm doing with my time, I yeah. promise you. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of people don't get uh, tone a lot of times, and no, I I I come from the same place. We yeah, everything is stupid. I mean, everything is stupid. Yeah, me and Brett bust each other's balls all the time, but like, it's it's 
I don't think people understand that as much online as they used to understand it because it it, it is a different culture. And uh, right. busting beans is just, it's not in style anymore. It still is for a certain type of dude, but it's just not yeah, well, yeah, what people bit, yeah. like to do, you know? I don't mind it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. I love getting, I, I mean, you know, as long as it's fun and, and nice and not mean spirited, people making fun of me is half of the goddamn show is fun. You know, <laughs> people making fun of me for the yellow shirt. Okay. Okay. All right, Eugene, we got to go. We got to get, we got to get the rest of these callers in. Yeah, I got you, man. I'll talk to you. Buddy. Have a good Bye. night, buddy. You know what? I actually saw a tweet this week. Someone was at the store. Oh, I saw it. They were at TJ Maxx. They were at TJ Maxx, and they saw someone lift up a, sh- a yellow shirt and say to whoever they were shopping with, they yelled street fight out loud, but we didn't get any follow-up. Yeah. Well, they probably shouldn't have bought the shirt. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, yellow can look good. Well, yellow is the worst color in the world. Don't ever wear yellow. People will yell at you from their trucks. If you're a Brian. I mean... Whatever, if you don't mind getting made fun of, then I'm cool with you wearing yellow. But you just know everybody's looking hey, at you like, Daniel look at this. Hey, this is Daniel out of uh, Austin, Texas. Oh, yeah. Hey, you're... what's up? How are you? You did your homework. You were, like, ready for this. Yeah. You wear yellow I, shirts? I've been on before, and I talked way too much, and I'm sorry about that. No problem. But we got to do speed round now. I'm getting talkative, and Brett's... No problem. No problem. I'm uh, looking I at the queue. To... <laughs> Comment on something I heard uh, on the podcast y'all put out, uh, where uh, Brian was talking about... Uh, the punk scene in Austin and how uh, no one moshes. Well, no, that's a guess because of, oh, okay, <laughs> that is that's true. That's like I was gonna say it's half true. <laughs> yeah, it's really? a guess because a lot of bands that come out of Texas don't like moshing. It seems like to it's, us. Okay, so like I, I was gonna comment on kind of the general shittiness that I have experienced uh, in the punk scene here because um, I love punk, but holy shit, there are some just assholes uh, <laughs> in the punk scene. This, Major fucking douchebags. Yeah, it breeds them. It attracts angry people, yeah. and like you can't really control what people are angry about or what the, their their motivations are. Oh yeah, and a lot of them are kind of like the you know the Boston hardcore where they you know they they will literally beat up someone for smoking a joint. Oh god, um, and it's it's fucking disturbing, and it wow. alienates everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun at all. No, no, I, I mean like. A lot of them are, like, they also look down on their fans, too. Like, unless you're in a band, they hate you. <laughs> and it's just like, holy shit, you guys are pieces of shit, dude. Yeah, that's a bad scene. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, Hello? do people, so people do mosh in Austin. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, so the some of my favorite shows uh, before I left the scene, uh, people, I, I call it, like, the Texas low mosh, where everyone would get really low and start skanking. That's cool, though. I, I, I yeah, it's I, just, I, really I think like Ohio, I think Ohio to me is old school. Like we're just uncool in a way. And, uh, we mosh because that's what you've always done. And that change that's happened in hipper places where people aren't moshing, like it's not here yet. And it may never get here. We just, we mosh. It's like what we do at concerts with loud guitars. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the chance you get to be aggressive like that. There's no other time that I get shoved to the ground in my life. Yeah, yeah. It's fun, too. I, I, it's yeah. the best. This idea that it's like, hor- like, that's the thing that makes me nuts is like, 
you know, I stand on stage and uh, in stand-up comedy, your audience is supposed to be very nice and quiet and, and laugh only when they're supposed to. And me and Brett, it took us a year of touring, maybe a year and a half of touring to get where we are now, where the crowd is having fun. It's raucous. It's loud. It's, it's crazy. And we wanted that. And it took so long to get there. I can't imagine squashing something that the audience is doing while they're doing it. Like, I feel as though I don't get to decide what my audience does when I'm on stage. You know, my job is to direct it. You know, my job is to make the night for the people. And, and that's like what yeah. Ryan and Brett's jobs are. If they started moshing, I'd be like, this is fucking very yeah, cool. I love we it. would love Let's it. Let's keep this up. Yeah, but like. You mean to say stuff? I just think yelling at the audience for it. Like, that's the thing that, you know, irritates me. It's the, uh, it's, it's this. Uh, expectation volta thing where they just have an expectation of how their crowd is supposed to act yeah that's bullshit i hate that i think it sucks and you it's, gotta get rid of your attachment to expectations it will only lead to disappointment well, every right, time. It's, it's the same thing with stand-up comedy though right how many nights did we go watch a guy go on stage and be aggressively unfunny and then mad at the audience for not participating in the thing that he was up there doing like it just happens three times a night on a fucking open mic night. Yeah. And you don't get to make that fucking decision. You have your job is to make the vibe. And if you don't want people to mosh, then I guess you should, especially if you don't want rednecks in Ohio to mosh, I guess you should just play quiet ass music. Yeah. Because they won't do yeah. it then. You know? <laughs> totally. I mean, I, I think like a lot of it here comes from like, there's just these weird kind of scenes where they uh, they want everything to be very serious and very sullen and very you know they don't want anyone to have a, like a, a good time like they yeah. just want to do the performance and have people be mm, that's interesting oh yes uh, very thought provoking yeah I mean and, and that's kind of just, that is like a right winger cowboy type vibe to t what, like out outlook to take towards you know punk it definitely comes in that realm too where people just. Oh, yeah. Get way too yeah. into and, well, it and, and I, yeah. build I it up like to like be something that it's not. Recording it. <laughs> What's that? Oh, I was just saying that the the straight edge shit here in Austin is just like ruining punk. It's like a lot of them are like they take their whole shit very seriously and they uh, really think that they're changing the world when they're just not. <laughs> and it, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I got people. I, I know people who like are ex heroin addicts and they use straight edge to better their lives. And I'm like, good for you, but it turns into a whole different thing when they're just like, if I see one dude smoking a joint out in the crowd, I'm going to go off stage and kick his ass. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Okay, fine. I'm not going to your stupid concert. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy yeah. that it's picking back up in Texas. That's that's odd. I, I hadn't heard anything about straight edge picking back up. I, I thought it was kind of over because it, it is like. Uh, it's a bunch of upper middle class white kids. Honestly, right. that's what it is. And all those guys that, uh, and all those, all those, uh, straight edge guys all ended up drinking in the end. not every single one of them yeah. but in the end like a lot of the bands oh, so funny what was it earth crisis were they uh straight edge i think earth crisis were a straight edge band and i went to a concert where they opened and the guy was walking around in the audience with a fucking uh holding just a pitcher of beer and drinking out of it and it was just like oh god you know, just don't make any, it, it's, 
I just I'm, yeah, they are. You're right. Yeah, I'm not the kind of guy that that makes long term proclamations or decides how other people should live their life. And uh, I yeah. think it's crazy to do. I, I think it sucks. You know what is what is alcohol and drugs? Well, I was going to say what I think about is good. What, with our audience, I like that we have potheads, we have drunks, and we also have straight edge. Like we have all three a unity at our shows. You know, like, yeah, that's yeah. what you need. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to say another thing. I'm out of weed right now, so I hope one of y'all takes a dab, uh, so I at least know someone's getting high. Brad's oh, very high. He's been dabbing the whole show. I can do another awesome. one for you. I, I ran out of butane. As long as I know someone's high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm high, high too. too. We're, We're both, both high. high. I'm, I'm just, just not that high. high. You know? You've, you've inspired me to get higher. Yeah. yeah. Well, well thanks, thanks for calling for in. Uh, I'm real. Thanks so much. That, yeah, I, I love to hear about other scenes too. I, I, I really think that's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, even though I'm, it I'm sucks. I'm Austin at some point. I hate the city. <laughs> I can't wait to get down there. We plan to go there this year, and I, I'm just. Man, I'll tell you what. Excited. You're not going to find food better anywhere else that you go, <laughs> to be honest. Just for real. I can't wait to see y'all. Yeah, we'll be there this year. Don't don't worry. My, we're already working on it. Well, have a good night. How can I find out uh, the date? It'll. We'll say it on the show. You're not. It's not going to happen until at least June because we have this tour booked now that we're leaving on Tuesday, and then we're going to the Southwest. Same Street Fight Channel. Same Street Fight <laughs> yeah. Time. But we'll I do know it. that we plan to go to uh, next is in May. We're going to Vegas and that area around there. And then uh, Texas is a three-date tour, so I think we're looking at June, maybe. But I don't know yet. I can't make any promises. Uh, hell, I'm excited. That sounds great. <laughs> I think my wife is looking into booking a three-date tour in June, and uh, that's either going to be Florida or Texas. So who knows? I don't. I'd hate to go to Florida in June, but that's just the way the world works. But <laughs> <laughs> running on mind. constantly. Yeah. Well, have a good night. Thanks for calling in. Let's, hey, you let's, too. Let's get these calls. Thanks so much. Let's get this bread. Maybe we can do it. You might get cut off, but let's keep them rolling. Thanks for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, is this me? This is you. Who's this? That's you. Yeah, yeah. Um, David from Washington State uh, by way of originally New Jersey. I'm not going to be claiming that i'm a washingtonian but i'm living here now it's a wonderful place what's going on tonight yeah yeah uh not much i just wanted to call in and kind of see if i can give you a scoop on my perspective from working in the weed industry in washington okay yeah <laughs> for sure yeah i'm uh i'm working these days my job is is tight i got nothing to complain about from like my actual job i'm like on a organic outdoor farm like we don't spray plants with anything i don't gotta i'm cool with my bosses but the industry here is like really interesting the fact that it like even um functions at all and like you don't really like see the dirtiness like when you go into like the stores of like how kind of um just messed up and hodgepodge it is and how much like Washington State fucked the duck on um, like just d drumming up the initial law that like you know like they were making an industry and 
and had the shot of like spelling out exactly how business was supposed to operate from the outset and just like it 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 doesn't make a like a lick of sense. <laughs> like it's 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 a dumpster fire essentially. Um I mean to begin with like just just as a microcosm of like kinda how capitalism works, uh when people were getting the licenses to be able to start a, a cannabis business in the state at like right as it launched, it was first of all it was a lottery system, um, so you got lotteries in there and then if you got picked by the lottery, um, you just like paid to be a tier one, tier two, or tier three uh, producer or processor, or producer, sorry. Is this and what, if, did Adam Smith write about tier, this? Is this what Adam Smith was writing about? Is that common sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think he flipped that in there, but like, hey, give me a fiver, and you know, you could just get a little bit extra. And that's that's an invisible. The invisible hand is the one that slips some money through through the back door, right? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, it's it's if you're tier one, you get I think it's two thousand five hundred square feet of canopy space that you can grow, and if you're tier three, it's thirty thousand square feet. Okay. So like always a magnitude larger of just what you're legally allowed to grow. So, like, when you see, like, like, GlobalX fucking, like, big deal weed companies, um, they're, they're not only tier threes, but they're, at this point, several tier threes. So, like, they can, like, they can just have fields and fields of weed or, or you know, warehouse houses and warehouses of weed growing where, like, my, the, the folks I work for, it's a tier two, so we got uh, 10,000 square feet of space. But, like, that's, like, that's, like, not a lot at all. And as far as, like, trying to do business and compete, like, there's just, um, it's a, it's a miracle that, like, anyone makes it by with, like, like, competition split, you know, that, that drastically. It's, it's, um, I, I mean, the, the, what they come up with is completely arbitrary. Like, basically, yeah. they, they tasked a bunch of fucking eggheads and bean counters with coming up with a mm -hmm. system. And so they just had to arbitrarily make up tier systems. There's no reason to treat a fucking flower that comes out of the ground like this at all. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exactly that. It's just, I mean, they didn't talk to anybody who knows shit about weed. I mean, like none of the uh, pesticides that are, there's a there's a big list. Like I've looked at it. I'm talking like 29 PDF pages large of different branded sorts of pesticides and herbicides and all that shit that that you can use legally uh, in the state. Um, Washington State didn't do any testing to see if you could if those could be smoked, you know, like right. those are all food pesticides and shit, you know. Right, right. So they didn't even think about the fact that like, people are going to be smoking this stuff, you yeah. know. Like it's it's totally an abstraction how they conceived of it. And, like didn't, it, the idea of you know, people actually smoking weed was too scary to even consider it to like drum up the 
the plans. I mean, like you're right, and that's you're, and that's the, when you have people that aren't experienced with it, that don't actually know what's going to happen with it. You know, then they don't yeah. even bother to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, now, like, it's we already have to do like laboratory testing um, for potency and for mold and all this shit. But um, pe- pesticide testing is not mandatory. And there's like something of a of some dust being kicked up now because like a bunch of shit was independently tested, and like a lot of it came back as testing for pesticides when the products weren't marked as as being having any pesticides used on them. So folks don't know what the fuck they're buying and could yeah. be smoking like straight up poison. Like like these pesticides like are, like they, they they fuck you up. They stay in your system for a long time and like are, you know. Yeah, that's not important. ideal to be smoking. And the, the, the data, the way the data is hosted, like the the company that was operating it <clears throat> had like the Washington State security back end of it was so uh, broken that um, the company was operating at a fifty thousand uh, dollar a month deficit. So they had to back out of their contract because they were going to fucking go under. So the Washington State Liquor Control Board, which also deals with cannabis, then had to scramble to get another company. Um, and it's literally like the worst in the business that's like been hacked a bunch of times and like um, personal information's gotten out. Like delivery information was hacked um, since Washington State like hired these folks. And, like, so people would know uh, where weed was going to be in folks' cars as it was being delivered or vans or whatever. Yeah. Like, how much, at what time they were leaving, who was driving it, what the license plate on the car was, what the VIN number on the car was. Like, every detail you would want if you wanted to bust, like, boost somebody in their van and get them to steal a bunch of fucking weed. All of, like hundreds of thousands of those documents were were hacked, and no one was alerted until like after the date range of those deliveries uh, was over. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot to get into, uh, but we we have yeah, to yeah. take a few more calls here, and I appreciate yeah, yeah. you calling. Yeah, in I'm I'm hopped up on details and fucking. I can go on about this all night. I don't I don't mean to uh, yeah, drone on, but I just wanted to get get something in there if I could, um, just to at least point people in the direction of like looking into. Yeah, um, no, it's I don't know what, what goes into the the legal weed industry that we all know enough. Yeah, we have a bunch of pothids that listen to this thing, so it's important for them to be educated. Yeah. Pothids. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate y'all taking my call. Have a good rest of your night. You All too. Right, peace. Yeah. Oh. All right. Who's next on the list? We're taking your calls. I am feel like I'm working at the call center a little bit. I always do. Because the the system that we use, call in studio, is like very two thousand and two. It's like right when I got in the workplace. Like I feel like this is what I sat in front of at my call center job, and they're like, "So two thousand and late, <laughs> right?" You put it right. Yeah. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what I was. The words you I was trying looking to get for. to two thousand and late. There. Yeah, this is two thousand and late. You. This shit is two thousand and late. All right, next call on the request line. 
Hello? How's it going? What's hey, up? Guys. Hey. Hey, who's this? You're talking to shit troll. What's up, hey, shit troll? What's up? That's... Hey, did you hear last week somebody called in and got shit trolled? Yes, I did. That was uh that was crazy to hear about. Yeah, yeah, we're still going in. We're still going to do a deep dive into that. We have a pin in that, but that organization is uh, something we want to do more investigations into. Are you are you guys signed up for the conference? Are you guys going to the 2019 People <laughs> Helping People Conference, Las I, Vegas? We want. I wanted to, but we're like really we're going to Las Vegas like next month, so I don't want to go there twice. <laughs> Like, uh, I would love to no, go. I guess, I guess you don't want to succeed and you're not going to make it in this company. Dude, I really want to go to it really bad. Like, I would totally go to this thing. I just don't know if it's the best use of our resources. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I've been looking up employee reviews for people who have worked at the company. I've, and I've come across quite a, a few ones that are uh, pretty crazy. I kind of wanted to read a portion of uh, one on the air. Yeah, so yeah, please do. You. Yeah, go for it. Okay, let's see. Here we go. This is a marketing director, current employee from San Diego. So uh, this guy says, uh, ask any Fortune 500 executive how important network marketing is. And then if you want to compare the advice from someone making what? Paycheck to paycheck to people making minimum 10K a month. Sorry to say, your life will only consist of paying bills and dying. No one said anything about this being easy. Even Bible says it plainly. You reap what you sow, so if you're not coachable in alignment with the mentors, try to help you succeed. Or expect that rent check from your employer. You're either going to work for someone that risks everything, or you're going to be part of a team that risks everything and makes no excuses. Yeah, man. You God are gave really me this going job. to take advice from quitters. These people couldn't cut it, and personally, I'm glad they quit, because why in the world would you invest money with someone who can't even stick to something for the long run? And um, he lists the pros as being unlimited income and the cons as being none. <laughs> Greg, you know what, man? That's Brett's famous, uh, you write your own paycheck. Write your own paycheck. Yeah. It's just write your own You know, paycheck. I mean, uh, a lot of folks around here are making around $8 an hour, but potentially you could make $1,000 an hour. <laughs> If you sold something every second that you were here, you would be a fucking millionaire by the end of the year. So I'm just going to let you sit with what kind of that kind of power, you know, you got to know what you're, you know, you write your own paycheck, whatever you want. You can make it happen. I like like the part where he says that living life is about paying bills and dying or something. Yeah. Well, no, that's if you're, if you don't get with the program, right? Oh, I think it was like, you get a miserable existence. Of just paying bills and dying. But with the program, you unlock all these like special abilities. Fucking love. I'm inspired. I'm very inspired. Brett's going to become a people helping people. Yeah, I'm inspired. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's, you know, I I guess, you know, uh, God wrote about this 2,000 years ago. Yeah. wrote, Wrote a little story about a guy that wants to help people. His name was Jesus, and now he's back. Yeah. It's called life insurance, though. <laughs> it's not called religion, and it's not called like uh, it's not like a new type of way of being. It's just life insurance. It's just such a good name. 
It's a yeah. really good name. You got to give them credit for the good name of it. I, I, and that's their like strategy, something I, dude. Look, their strategy is to fucking sneak you in, you know? Like, their strategy is to tell you that there's something that they really need to talk about, <laughs> get you to their house thinking you're going to be, they're going to be like, I think I'm going to get a divorce. But instead, they're yelling. <laughs> right. About people helping people. I love the whole thing. Like, hypothetically, if you were to get life insurance, would you be willing to pay $26 a month? <laughs> and if I took your social security number, could I verify that information? <laughs> Well, shit, Pearl, thanks for calling. We got to get these callers. We're, we're, that we're was lightning round. Right. I loved it. Fucking it. I fucking love that. We loved meeting you, too. All right. Peace out, guys. Oh, Peace yeah. out, dude. I'm, yeah. What do we got left here? How many? We got three. Oh. We can do it. Whoosh. We got 19, we got 19 minutes. 19 minutes to 19 get minutes done. to get three done. All right. The boss is on our ass. I'm going to be good. Says I'm... we can't get overtime. Says if we get overtime, we're gonna, not going to have a job. And we're also going on tour, so this is kind of an end the show and then go into a black hole for two weeks. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hello. Another skeleton from the deep. This isn't a skeleton. This isn't a skeleton. They're going to be like, hey, what the hell? Here in no. a second. You didn't. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> I feel so good. Yeah. Hello, who's this? For a second, for a second there, I thought you were living flesh that had been eaten by rats <laughs> down to the bones. Hey, uh, this is Rose. I've been fan for a little while, but yeah, calling you for the first time today. Sorry, uh, there's some issue with like the phone or something. I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. So sorry about that. Yeah, it's weird. Well, what's going on tonight? Oh, well, I was, uh, I'm not usually up this late for the stream, so I was working on a school project, and since it's transitive visibility, I thought I would call in and represent. Yay! Thank you! Yeah! Glad. Thank you. Yeah, we needed I, a trans I, person to call in. Yeah, we, uh, have, we just have so much privilege, we don't even have to think about doing stuff like that, right? That's true, though. <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, though. This is, like, a really big, important day that, like, in my life, I heard nothing about it, you know, except for online yeah. and stuff like that. And, like, I want to, I mean, I want, I want people to hear this stuff. Like, I think it's fucking important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, okay. I, I think, I, I'm glad you called. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I mean. I wouldn't take up too much of your time because we know tonight's a very busy night. Um, but uh, I mainly wanted to call just to say how much uh, I appreciate you guys and, and your show because uh, you've been very supportive of the trans community from all the episodes that I've heard. Uh, and that's really, really important. Um, like, it's great that obviously within our own community we have a lot of support, but I love hearing uh, from dudes like you who are just like great, pretty masculine guys. Uh, that you do still support the trans community because that's honestly a little hard to find. Yeah, well, I I think uh, for us it's like this. There's a thing with us that's like uh, want to amplify people and understand mm-hmm. things, but like also yeah. I want everybody that listens to this show to feel com. Like I don't want anybody to ever listen to this show and feel bad unless they're bad, you know. Right. And I don't. Yeah. I don't. I I. I you know, from very early on, it's very, it's, there's something about this show from very early on that it's all, it, people have always felt sort of comfortable 
with with that and have liked mm-hmm. that it's two dumb idiot midwestern dads that are inclusive <laughs> but i just i mean i want everybody i want everybody to be comfortable and i am like i have been fairly encouraged there had i mean trans people are more visible now than even a year ago i think and, oh, absolutely and like i talk i've talked about this on the show uh amber uh from she she was somebody on twitter who transitioned on twitter in like 2012 and i watched the whole thing happen and it just really like it it made me want it it like made me want to make life better for for trans people because it it just we all totally forget like we all feel like we win all the battles you know what i'm saying like so there's all these different battles and when you finish that battle, I just remember gay marriage in 2004 seemed like something that might not happen. We were like fighting uh-huh. for it, you know? And like once it felt like to me at that time, once that was done, we were done. And then to see this this yeah. thing that's been happening and it's like, God, we are fucking in the dark ages about trans uh-huh. issues, you know? Uh-huh. So I think it's brave. Yeah. I think you're brave. And I, I, I I'm, oh, you. now you're laughing at me, but I do think like, yeah. I fucking never did anything that like put me that, that like people would just be like, uh, I'm not, I don't like, I like, I hate this person on site. Like I've never had that uh-huh. sort of thing. And, and like, I, I do think like the more people that are visible, you're, you're being visible in a time where it's like still not easy to be visible. Oh no! Uh, every like every trans person, no matter what their background is, like even obviously economics and race and all these things do play a part in it. But every trans person has to go through so many challenges. I know for myself, like when I decided to transition, I really had to be okay with the idea that um, that everyone would leave me, that like my family would abandon me, and that didn't happen. Fortunately, um, people have been quite supportive, but. I have to be ready for that because that is the situation for a lot of people. Yeah. I, uh, the way that I feel about it, and I think the, I mean, Brian, uh, that kind of gets it too, uh, which is, it's kind of hard amongst like, you know, regular ass dude ass guys. But, uh, I, I mean, I really am not concerned with like letting people know how open and accepting I am as like some sort of positive attribute about myself. Uh Um, I'm really down to the core of just like acceptance uh, of people for, for who they are and everything. And, uh, and so it is like it in a way it can be challenging because like, you know, we want to do stuff, but we don't want to feel like we're just like, you know, the way that celebrities and the way that a lot of people try to stand up for these causes to get like brownie points or to look like a good ally and stuff. And, um, for us, I, I feel like I I am surprised a lot of times at the amount of listeners that we have that uh, that are trans because you know Brian and I represent a, a category of people that have dominated like talk radio since the inception of it. So uh-huh. in podcasting and with like the openness of the internet, like you can have so there's so many outlets for that. Um, for, for other voices to be heard, and I, like I definitely use podcasts to lift listen to to those voices as well. So, you know, we could just shut it down and be like, we could make a bunch of, you know, stupid jokes and, and try to be ironically transphobic or homophobic or all of these things. And, uh, 
and it just it's just nothing that it just not it just doesn't feel right to either of us you know brian and i are like i think we're kind of selfish in a way where we we kind of think like that kind of shuts off of a portion of the audience though right like if we start making fun of trans people then they won't like our show right well then they won't feel good (laughs) right they're not gonna buy our (laughs) t-shirts right and imagine (laughs) but but really like the thing that really gets me, and this wasn't the same, this hasn't always been the same with me, but with this show, with Street Fight in particular, my, like, picturing somebody listening to my show and me making them feel bad, like, really bums me out. Like, yeah. even, you know, there was an early, very early on in, in our, our kind of run, there was a show we did that somebody felt very, uh, they just didn't like that we liked wrestling. And it was a, a completely like, it was kind of a thing where we couldn't win. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, well, I like it. So I don't really know what you want me to say. And they didn't like it. To them, it was it represented homophobia and a lot of other problematic issues. But it made me feel, I, I was like, I, I don't want people to feel that way when they hear my show. So I, I've always... I've always kind of, I also want my audience to not just be a bunch of white dudes. Like, that's like something for me that's like, I, I mean, I, I like that, but like I used to go to all these metal shows and it was just a bunch of like stinky dudes. And I'm like, well, I'm not like really okay. shooting for that for an audience. You know? Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that, um, like you guys talk about learning more about trans people and learning to accept trans people. Um, I have learned to uh, accept wrestling. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I think it sounds... I never got it before. I really didn't understand it, except for, like, PlayStation games. But after hearing you guys talk about it a bit, I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see getting into this. It's like, you know, it's like kind of sports and kind of theater. Yeah. Well, yeah, and... And, and it's never-ending. It's a, it's a story that's being told I, forever it, in perpetuity. And I'm going to yeah. say, you don't have to immediately... You don't have to like it or become a fan... But as long as you can see that aspect of it, I respect the hell out of you for that. Because the problem for me is when I find people that totally shut it off as like just disregarded as like worthless. And they really are missing out because this is like live performance and live theater. That's like a lot of it is improv and there's, you know, uh, there's a psychology that's going on with inside the ring, you know. Once you realize that that the that it's scripted, then you have to start thinking like, well, what did they? What were the results they wanted to get? You know, like you, you know, yeah. there's so many layers to it intellectually, and yeah, it's very easy to pick up on if you if you're in front of it, you know. And and Brian and I have a lot of fun conversations with people that aren't wrestling fans if it's on in front of us. But you know, when someone's just a complete dumb dumb that thinks it's worthless, it's like, I mean, I just can't respect you. Then you know, like, I don't respect you, anybody. You have, you have no zest for life if you can't understand why people why people are stark raving mad for this shit. Well, it, uh, that that beyond wrestling, with like even without wrestling, like when somebody just completely shuts a thing off, like I'll say shit on the show sometimes where I'm like, I don't like plays. I feel uncomfortable watching people act in front of me, but. I don't see that as a positive thing about me. I see that as a negative, ignorant thing about me. And like, uh, oh. I, I think a lot of people come at stuff with like an elite attitude where like wrestling sucks. Oh, I totally agree. And I'm right. Oh. And, and it sucks. Yeah. You know, I can objectively prove that this thing is bad, but like everything is bad. I just think it's important to even yeah. look at yourself as the most unreliable narrator of yeah. your life. Like yeah. that's what I think of that's myself. It's very important. Like, it's very you important. You don't know shit. Even when it comes to something like the big bang theory, I'm like, this show fucking sucks. 
But you know what? Millions of people watch seven episodes of it a day, so there's probably something there. Right. I would not make it and think it should be gone forever, but what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my philosophy of that kind of stuff is that, you know, I think that we live in a world that is pretty rough on a lot of people, and that if you can find something to like, um, you should always choose that option. There's no fun in not liking something. So if someone has something that they're really into that I just don't get, um, I will, I'll listen to them talk about it. I'll try and get into it with them because like, of course I want to discover more things. Yes. Well, you know what, you know, actually and this, this kind of relates. So I did a podcast with the downtown boys. I don't know if you know that band, but they're, they're awesome. And, uh, we had a discussion, like a mini discussion about queerness because they get like, they get, they get categorized as like a queer band and like all of their music reviews and stuff, but they actually don't say that at all about themselves. It's just something that's applied. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking about like, you know, the relevance of that today and kind of using that word and how like it, it is become like a hashtag for a certain types of music and, you know, uh, gender spectrum you know, even though it has pissed off a whole group of really awful people, it has also like started a lot of conversations that we needed to have and that have broken a lot of the paradigms that came before, you know? So, and, and for myself talking about things people love, like in my own life, when like the girls started painting their nails I, I gave, I like, I gave up the resistance of that and was like, well, if all the girls are painting their nails and I, there's nothing else better to do then I'm just going to fucking paint my nails with y'all and have fun. You know, <laughs> like I'll, I'll do glitter. Yeah. Like I, I feel to me, like, like accessing all of that stuff is just being like a hedonist. It's like getting the most out of okay. life to, to find the enjoyments of like, you know, the full spectrum of everything, you know? You know, I actually really want to uh, to bring that up because I remember, I think it was you mentioning on a previous episode that, like, uh, when you were younger, you let, like, I think some girlfriends of yours, like, uh, do some makeup or, yeah, nails or clothes or something like that. Um, and that really stuck out to me. I really like hearing that, um, hearing someone just, like, buy something out and not be super anxious about it. I like uh, hearing uh, like a pre-masculine dude talk about um, exploring femininity. I think that's really, really cool. It's not something that people are often willing to do and especially not admit uh, in public on a radio show. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was like, I mean, that was my, my, like my younger life was, it was mostly like girls on my block and then my sister and when they hung out, they wanted to do, they wanted to like listen to Shania Twain and do makeup. So like, I just had to get with the program or there was nothing else better to do, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess so. And I didn't mind. And like I said, and like I said, I, I, for me, it's, it, uh, it always, it's like a selfishness. It's like, uh, now I can, you know, I can enjoy musicals. I can enjoy glitter. I can enjoy the color pink and I get to do all mm-hmm. of like, I get to do monster trucks as well. Like it's it's like the yeah. best way to approach life, you know. When you when you oh, pre- yeah, I think that uh, breaking down uh, those barriers. Often, all it takes for people to uh, really enjoy stuff like that is is just like permission. Honestly, like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel that they're not allowed to enjoy certain things. You're right. Um, no, you're because as a child. I mean, as a child too, you are open to all of that, and then 
adults put opinions in your head and you kind of confuse those as your own opinions. You kind of confuse other people's thoughts and other people's point of view as your own point of view or as like a, a correct way to be and it becomes like distorted. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to keep going too much longer. Uh, I did just want to mention, uh, I just wanted to mention one of the things I mentioned, I wanted to mention it earlier, uh, but we were talking about the celebrities, um, espousing progressive values and stuff like that. A lot of it, I kind of hesitate to criticize it because I don't want to come off as like an anti-SJW person, but a lot of that stuff is kind of hollow and, uh, it doesn't hit home with me. It doesn't really feel genuine. But when I listen to people like you or like some of the other leftist podcasts where it's just regular people that don't really have much stake in being, you know, um, the most woke person, that's when it really hits home for me because it feels like, you know, a normal person that I can relate to that, uh, that in some way is understanding what I'm going through or at least supporting it. Well, thank you. Thank you for so, saying uh, yeah. that. That I mean, yeah, so I think it is so because we don't like uh, have to, I, I don't feel like I have to, I don't like come on here to prove anything. And it's not like a commercial. It's it's a natural part of yeah. our, our being as people. I, I mean, I've been on the path of least resistance ever since I left <laughs> my chaotic fucking household. And so what I've found is that if, if other people existing doesn't set you off or make you fucking angry, then you've won. Then, then all of a sudden the rest of the world isn't a problem to you. You know, um, I definitely have like, I guess definitely get bothered by, you know, oppression and justice, all of these things. But if it's just somebody expressing themselves, that's just no concern of me. That's just, that, that's something that, and, and, you know, like I've always like like I've said, when it comes down to like the the arguing with people about, you know, where we spend our money on healthcare and things like that, it just comes down to the the better that we can make our citizens and our people feel, the better it's going to be for the rest of us. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the world we're in. Like, if people don't have to struggle, then they're not going to cause problems for the rest of us. You know, that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh. Um, I have. One, one last thing I wanted to say before I got off the air, because mm-hmm. I want to address this with the, the street fight fans. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm the person who, uh, a while back, Brian had his photo shared on a fake um, QAnon page, like a satirical page. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and, and, and I commented um, that Rain Quimble is a true patriot. <laughs> and people started... And people started sharing it and thinking that I was just uh, a genuine idiot. That was you. I, thank you so much. No, I did. I screen capped that and sent it around and so many people bought it. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. for doing the fake news yeah. for us. We got so many extra likes and yeah. follows that day. Yeah. So I am, I'm, I'm not a genuine idiot. I'm, I'm a very ironic idiot. <laughs> You're good. So, uh, you blur the line. Yeah. I like it hey, too. People will so see. Thank you so much, guys. I'm Thanks. Have a good night. It's so great talking to you. Have a great night. Thank you. Peace. All right, we got two to go. Do you want to take them? You want to tell them no? I mean, speed them up. It's midnight. We're we're. I'm gonna set a timer. Hours. I'm gonna set a timer. We're How much you want to give them? Here. How much no, you want to give them? Just let them go. Get Five them minutes here. each. Let's just get I'm them. I'm gonna on set here. a stopwatch on the you. Call and it doesn't matter. You get a stopwatch. 
No on time. your ass. You're on your motherfucking the call. ass. You're you got two. It's longer. two. We're going to go on tour, so they're not going to get shows. They gotta, You better relish this extra ten minutes. Hey, how's it going? Hello? What's Hello? up? Can you hear me now? I can hear you, yeah. Not clearly. It's a little fuzzy, though. Are you like, is the phone in your mouth? Are you screaming into the receiver? No, but hold on a second. Okay. Okay. So we turn, turn your down here. off. I can hear you better now. Yeah, I can hear you. Who's this? Uh, this is a guy I've called in before. Hey, guy. Is this the big guy? Um, no, you're so you're so bad at this. I know. at that. All right, what's up, guy? Um, well, you had that guy calling earlier who was talking about the weed farms of the future. That they have in Washington State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of elusive for that. Well, you know, the whole thing they talk about when they legalize weed is, oh, we're gonna have to put all the police dogs to sleep. <laughs> they talk <laughs> yeah, they, about that. They hang that over their our heads. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're telling people at the bake sale? <laughs> they're gonna put all them German shepherds right to sleep. <laughs> I, I'm crying. <laughs> or, can they teach them to smell something else like guns have to drown all, all the puppies are going to be drowned that well, day. no 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 it, it's like the perfect future no it's it not is. if it's drowning it puppies man no 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 it is it is no that's a bad Just idea in the future, everybody's going to go work at the food factory okay and then when you walk out they'll have all the police dogs to search your your fucking lunch pail to make sure you haven't stolen any weed. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as they're not dead, I think that's okay. Right. I don't like it security wise, but uh, you yeah, know, I would hey say guy, if you're doing weed, you should just be able. If you're doing it at the weed factory, you should be able to take some home. Yeah, that's how I feel. Maybe they won't smell them too much. Well, guy, uh, thank you for calling. That I I I'm glad they're not killing the dogs. <laughs> that is good to know. All right, last call. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? A skelly. A skelly for the last call seems like a curse. I bet we get a hex put on our family. Well, don't say that. Now we have to leave, and yeah, we don't want to get hexed. Last call. Uh, is yeah. a skelly is a we'll make you fall last call if, if the last call is a skelly then you're gonna be um helly happy later on in life yeah all right buddy well, we got two skeletons the skeleton well you know, we should we should get time right yeah we should get one skeleton a week we've now gone to two skeletons a week which makes me concerned that the skeleton army is increasing in numbers now <laughs> well what if all 10 of them were skeletons then we get to go home real early we have more underworld skeletons pushing their way up through the ground and calling our radio show each week and i'm concerned about the rapid increase in their numbers um we are Street Fight Radio. We will be. No, we won't. We're we not going to. We well, won't we'll be see. here Wednesday. We might 
we won't be here Wednesday, but we should bring mics on the road probably because we're gone. For we're two gonna weeks. have to record a show. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we will definitely record a show. Maybe it, we can do a live stream from my phone or something. I can do a YouTube live stream from my phone. It could happen. Not in a hotel, nasty ass hotel room. We stay in nice hotels. We don't yeah, stay in no fucking rooms, undercover though. business tyrant hotel. Our rooms don't look nice at all. My underwears are all over the. Oh, place. you sling those things. You always hang your underwear from the lamp post. Slinging my panties all over to make the room. it look like it's a party. Um, we are Street Fight Radio. Uh, support us on Patreon and come see us live this week. Uh, it's been a while since we did a live show, and this is going to be a lot of fun. Philly, we'll see you on Wednesday night. It's Street Fight. Peace. So good to hear Philly see you on Wednesday. We got a live show coming up, baby. Yeah, we got. That was a great call-in show. Yeah.